0: It's the World Wide Sports Radio Network. Radio
1: Network. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here. That's what you've earned here tonight. Forget about the crowds. It's the size of the school. Their fancy uniforms.
0: And remember what got you here. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces
2: for that inch.
0: We claw with
2: our fingernails for that inch because we know when we add up all those inches that's going to make the difference between winning and losing.
0: It's down to the wire with with, with Errol Marks and Speedy Petey. Petey. Oh, Petey! Oh, Petey! On the World Wide Sports Radio Network.
2: And we're finally back, ladies and gentlemen. As you guys know, this is only one show once a week now. How did it come to five shows a week, to two shows, to one shows? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am an EMT slash firefighter at the Neskonset Fire Fire Department. And uh, I'm working on all the other things, but... Uh, I want to apologize that we're only two, really one day a week, but I do below the mic once a week. So it's two really two shows for me every single week. We're going to hopefully soon add on to that. I want to apologize again for the mis- misunderstanding on what when the show's on. And it, it's funny because I was talking to a friend today about it, and he says, why are you only on once a week? Actually, I said I'm on two, twice a week, two different shows. Obviously, you guys see that Mikey C is not in the studio. He, claimed, he claims that he told me that he will not be in the studio from Monday of last week to this week. So, uh, very surprising, but Mikey C is always a no show. So, screw Mikey C. 631 676 2968 is the number. Right. You can follow us on our website by going to worldwide sports radio.com. You could also go to all our social medias from Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Worldwide Sports Radio. We have a special guest, and he's always going to be here, hopefully, every single Monday. What the CEO. Talking? The CEO of Statement Games, Mr. Mark Salina, What's going on, my friend?
3: Hey, doing all right. Thanks for having me again.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to talk a lot about what's going on tonight's game, the big game, which we're hopefully, hopefully going to watch together. Uh, Texas Tech versus Virginia. We're going to talk about football. We're going to talk about baseball. And we're going to get into the NFL draft because I really want to get into the NFL draft. Where does the quarterbacks land? We will talk about very, very soon into the show. Uh, but we have a first caller of the day. Who is this?
1: This is uh, CJ calling. CJ, what's going on, my
2: friend?
0: What's going on, guys? Thanks for taking my call tonight. How are you?
2: Uh, we are good,
3: my friend. CJ, what's going on, man?
0: Hey, what's going on there, Marky Mark? I'm
3: <laughs> doing all right, doing all right. What would you like to talk about?
0: <laughs> all right, well, first things first, uh, I wanted to get your opinions on the, uh, the Jets' new uniforms. Like them, hate them, indifferent. Because there seems to be... Uh, kind of i don't know what well, jets twitter is always kind of schizophrenic in its own right but there, there seems to be a faction that love them there seems to be a faction that like them there seems to be a faction that are kind of like meh and then there's a faction that just absolutely hates them
3: go ahead mark i'm i'm kind of like in the boat of uh, of indifferent I, I think the quarterback pretty much like said it best in which uh Hey, look, you know what? If, if the product doesn't win on the field, the color of the uniforms are basically going to be irrelevant. Um, so I'm pretty much like in that camp. I don't hate the uniforms. Um, I don't think that they're the greatest thing since sliced bread uh, either. But, I, I mean, they're okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with them.
2: I'm, I'm a Jet fan. So I actually watched it on Periscope while they were doing the, uh, I guess you the could reveal. say, the reveal or whatever, the induction or whatever the heck they want to say. Uh, you know, it's funny because... I, I saw the I saw the jerseys before they revealed them. So I actually like them. I like the white ones. I like the black ones. I'm not too fond of the green ones. And, of course, Sam came out in the green one, so I, it didn't look good on him. But it's funny because they were interviewing. Smooth was interviewing him after the introduction of the jerseys, and the the, the thing that I really caught on was what Sam said. Sam said they're great jerseys, but... If we don't win, it doesn't matter what the jerseys look like. So, right. so to me, that's it doesn't matter what the jersey is or what it looks like as long as the Jets win. And to me, what this whole presentation was really trying to portray is New York, New York, New York, New York. So maybe there's something that we don't know. Now, I know that the New York Jets can opt out of the contract with the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium in 2025. And I know the Jets were talking with the the Mets and the Will on building a stadium right next to City Field, which is a lot of land over there that could be filled. Now I don't know if it's true or maybe Christopher Johnson is trying to tell us something, but there's something that was coming out of that particular revealing, you know, reveal or whatever the heck they call it, the inducting of, of a jersey that I didn't I picked up on. And I, I think there's some truth to this story that maybe the Jets are thinking about opting out of that contract in 2025 and building their own stadium here in uh, Queens or Long Island.
0: I think it's a real possibility because you know when the West Side, uh, the, the West Side Highway project fell through, that's really what Woody Johnson had his heart set on because he really wanted the Jets to be in the heart of Manhattan. Well, let's face it. All right, you you take away the tailgating experience. Granted, they probably would have built some sort of mass transit hub where it would have been easy for the fan to, you know, take mass transit into the city to go and see the Jets play. But, you know, you take away from the football stadium experience and just Manhattan Island is already overcrowded as it is, Uh, I think that they kind of made a smart move by not building it on the west side like they originally wanted to. Now, that being said, the land across the street from, from, uh, from City Field, that's been dormant now for about 10, 15 years. And if they mm-hmm. really, really wanted to pursue it and really make their mark, they could have built it at the old Shea Stadium grounds. So, uh, I mean, there's still a number of opportunities for them to do it, but we're starting to hear more and more rumblings that this is exactly what it seems like it's going to happen. I
1: think... I think they want to leave the Shea Stadium stuff in place, though. It's as part of their history, though.
0: And it makes sense because the reason being is because the Jets want their own house. They've never had their own stadium for for once in their triple existence. They they want their own stadium, and you know what? If Woody Johnson and Christopher Johnson are willing to pony up and they they partner in with the city in New York, and they can get everything all taken care of, then why not?
2: I think the, I think the story of what we saw, and I really – that's what I caught on on that whole introduction of the jersey was everything they were promoting is New York, New York, New York. And to me, the, the Jets are always going to be the little brother of the Giants. But if they can somehow come to Long Island, closer to Long Island where all their fans are – Maybe with their new quarterback and some of the new players and Jamal Adams and some of the youth that they have, the third youngest team in the NFL, and they can build this team into a championship competitive team in the AFC East, now that the New England Patriots, I, I can, you could say whatever you want, Jeff, they're getting older and their coach is 70 years old, their quarterback's 42, going to be 43 or whatever, however old he is, they're on their way out. This could be a very good shot for the Jets to take over the AFC East and be the team to beat in the AFC. So I think it makes a lot of sense on why the Jets were trying to promote New York. They had a guy singing a New York, New York song. You had everything was promoted New York, New York. And I love the jerseys because I'm an eagle. I also like the Eagles. Uh, I'm a Jet fan, but I grew up a Donovan McNabb fan. It kind of looks like the Eagle jersey. It really does. I
1: don't mean, that was playing. No. The I'm 80s Eagle well, jersey, CJ,
3: yeah. CJ let, me, uh, let me ask you this here, because uh, obviously the Jets left, I think it was, what, 81, 82 when they went from, uh, from Shea to uh, partner up with the Giants over the Meadowlands. And, wow, I mean, it's amazing how much time flies here. It's got to be six or seven years now again in where they moved their practice facility from Long Island over into Floral Park. So they've already left New York twice on a scale of 1 to 10, how much of a realistic opportunity do you think it is for the Jets to kind of pack up shop again for a third time here and come back to New York?
0: Well, it's a very real possibility because, yeah, as, as I stated earlier, you, you could already tell that the Johnsons are just really sick and tired of sharing a stadium with the Giants. And the Jets, had, the Jets have always had to be in bed with the Giants in regards stadium-wise because they never really had an owner who really wanted to put their foot down and to put an imprint on. That was something that Leon has you know, never really bothered to do. So it would probably be in the best interest for the Jets to have their own stadium because now if this is truly going to be a new era in Jets football, what better place for it to start, what better place for it to grow and to take root than to do it in your own house, in your own building, where you don't have to worry about having to put green tarp over, you know, the Giants logo, over the Giants Super Bowl banners, and so on and so forth. I mean, after a while, I'm sure that gets very, very daunting. And they I mean, s- look, the Jets, the Jets haven't won a Super Bowl in 50 years. You know, so uh, sooner or later, you know, they they got to break through. And, with, and like Errol said, you know, having the third youngest team in the NFL, the Jets are in a prime position to take a step forward. Now, here comes to my next question, Errol, and I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. How much confidence do you have in Adam Gase and in Greg Williams to coach this team to take the next step?
2: Well, I like Adam Gase. I I wasn't a big fan of the hire in the beginning until Greg Williams came into the picture. They decided to keep their special teams coach, who was uh, the Jets had one of the best special teams in all of football last year. They lost their kicker. They lost their punt returner, but nevertheless – I, I like the acquisition and bringing back an old kicker that was very successful with the Jets. And and I like what the Jets have done so far this offseason. Now, Adam Gase, his offensive style, his game, is to use the running back on the outside. Using, using his running backs in the backfield. They have one of the most explosive running backs in all of football in Le'Veon Bell now. They're right. going to have to protect Sam a little bit better this year. Le'Veon's actually a good blocker for a guy his size. They're going to have to protect Sam this year for order for for Gase's offense to work with the New York Jets. I don't like their weapons on the outside. I, I still like Quincy Enumar. He has to stay on the field. Robbie Anderson can't hold on to a ball. That's the problem with Robbie Anderson for for the
1: last couple and of years. he's good for like three games, and then he's awful and all the rest.
2: <laughs> but... And, I, and, and to me, I do like Crowder. I like Jamison Crowder. I think it was a great acquisition for them. He's young. He's talented. He might flourish in the Gase offense, especially what we've seen in, in the Broncos. The Broncos had, uh, when Gase was there, they had Wes Welker there. They, it, they have weapons to work in the Gase offense. Greg Williams, I have no problems with. I have no problems with the way he's going to scheme this. He said he's going to scheme it to a three-four off a three-four defense
1: at the start. But don't yes. be surprised if it changes.
2: He will transition it into somewhat of a four-three defense if they decide that, or Josh Allen falls to the Jets and they do decide to draft Josh Allen. He fits better in the three-four defense, so they might transition it more to a three-four defense. I'm not worried about Greg Williams. I think their defense is going to be very explosive this year. Uh, I, I love C.J. Mosley. I think C.J. Mosley is going to help them uh, in protection and in the open field against good tight ends. He's very, very good at that. And Jamal Adams is going to flourish in his defense because he's going to be able to blitz. And you know what Greg Williams likes to do. He likes to bring up his packages, his nickel packages, and blitzing the quarterback on all different sides of the ball. So I like Greg Williams. Adam Gase... I don't know if he has enough weapons to fit his his offense. But all in all, if it wasn't going to be McCarthy, it was going to be Gase. I didn't like any of the other coaches, the Kingsberries of the world. I didn't like any of the, the rookie coaches that the Jets were interviewing that made absolutely no sense to fit, fit the Jets. Now, Caldwell... I, I like Caldwell. He's been successful as head coach with Indianapolis. He was the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore uh, the Baltimore Ravens um, offense in the year they won a Super Bowl. And he also coached the Lions to a winning record. I, Caldwell made sense if they weren't going to go with McCarthy or Gase. Was I upset at the hire? No. And I don't think Gase had the players that he needed around him to fit in Miami. And he didn't have his starting quarterback. And Tannehill, I don't believe Ryan Tannehill is a starting quarterback in the league, but I do believe that when Tannehill did play, he had a winning record with Adam Gase. So Adam Gase, when he had his starting quarterback, he was winning. And by the way, the two or three years he played the Jets, he beat the Jets. I think six out of the nine or six out of the eight times he played the Jets. So so I, I think Adam Gase was the proper hire. Now let's see if this guy, I don't want to hear about the googly eyes and, and, and the guy, and
0: nobody saw his oh, eyes. Please. I'm so sick of uh, sick of hearing about his eyes and sick of the memes about his
1: eyes. You mm-hmm. know, just it's... the it's a digital it's, media it's, society. It's, it's, it's always CJ, gonna be mocked. I think it's,
3: uh, I think it's pretty <laughs> much oh, on God. record that you are, uh, let's just kind of like say, not a Bulls guy. So with the uh, coaches that are out there, I mean, were you happy with the guy that you got?
0: Well, to be honest with you, Gase wasn't my first hire. To be honest with you, the guy that I wanted, I wanted uh, John Harbaugh for head coach sure. uh, because there was a lot of talk that you know he may have been departing uh, the Ravens because he still hadn't had a contract and he hadn't signed his contract. There was a lot of eminent on going back and forth. Uh, and I was also hoping that we would have fired Mike McKagan and we would have uh, maybe gone after Louis Riddick mm-hmm. from uh, ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's somebody who I would have liked to see in the Jets front office. Uh, he's somebody that's a, a great pro scout. He was kind of snubbed for the Giants' job. I, I don't know why. Uh, Mark could probably tell you better than anybody <laughs> else why he was snubbed. But, you know, nevertheless, so that was the package that I kind of had in mind as to kind of usher in this new era of Jets football, uh, having two good football minds, John Harbaugh. Uh, Super Bowl or Super Bowl win credibility brings it to the table, but unfortunately, that didn't happen. So now, Errol, my last question: God, what do you see the Jets doing with the number three pick? Do you sit tight or do you trade down?
2: If you can get a guy that is going to be. A, a massive pass rusher for your future. And you you have Leonard Williams. He really hasn't developed into the player that a lot of Jet fans thought he was going to de- develop as because I think the scheme of the the defense of Todd Balls didn't fit his style of game. You add a an edge rusher to that defense, something that the Jets haven't had since John Abraham, I think it will open up Leonard Williams, and I think Leonard Williams will be a better player. And I think if you remember Leonard Williams, I think his second year he had nine or eight sacks that year, he played very, very well, and that was because Muhammad Wilkerson and Sheldon Richardson was taking a lot of pressure off him. If you could bring an edge rusher like a Josh Allen uh, to this team, or even a Nick Bosa on the edge, and if these guys could stay healthy, which Josh Allen has proven to be st- to stay healthy, Nick Bosa is not the healthy type of guy. But either is his brother. But look how talented these guys are. I-, I would stay put if I were the New York Jets and try to draft these guys because these guys are once in a generation type of players. And Von Miller, look what Von Miller did for the Broncos. He won him a Super Bowl. Look, look at all these great pass rush. Aaron Donald. Why did the Rams get to the Super Bowl last year? Well, because a- well that and Aaron Donald dominated with uh, Dominican Sue in the middle of the field and got to the quarterback. Look what he did to look what he did to Dak Prescott when they played Dak Prescott. And I also look at Khalil Mack. Look what Khalil Mack did for the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Were a subpar team at best. They added Khalil Mack to that defense. They were the best that, defense in football. That's Subpar.
1: <laughs> they were awful. Yeah, but yeah. they had good linebackers. They had defense, right? They had some good defense, but their team wasn't that good. But
2: you added Khalil Mack, and that transition and changed that team and the, the thought of that team throughout the season it made, I believe it helped their offense out too. Cause it helped Mitch Drabinski really develop his skill. And I know a lot of people don't like him in the studio, but I think Mitch Drabinski is, is a fantastic quarterback. And I think he's going to prove himself again this year that I can laugh at Matty Caps again, that he's wrong about a quarterback. I, I think <laughs> I'll tell you this right now. The jets have to stay put because if the jets believe that they're going to be a playoff contending team, they're not going to be a top 10 team next year. So even though you can get a great player in the middle of the, the first round, I think to get a, a pass rusher of this magnitude, a Quincy Williams, I mean a Quentin Williams, or a Nick Bosa, or a, a Josh Allen, you have to stay put and you got to draft one of these guys because to me this can transition the Jets' defense for the next Ten years if you added Josh Allen to this defense with all these young players the Jamal Adams the Marcus Mays you have uh, now you have Tremaine Johnson I think he's going to fit better in this defense than he did last year in Bowles' defense and he won't off to he won't mouth off to, yes. mouth off to Williams because Williams will put him in, a, in his place
1: yeah familiarity. And,
2: and and the linebacking core look at what, look at what Avery Williamson did last year in, in balls defense his crummy defense now you put him in a real defense with with guys like CJ Mosley. And if they still have Darren Lee, Darren Lee, and the players that they have on the outside, and you add Josh Allen to that front, that front, that front seven that they have, the Jets are going to be a scary defensive team in that AFCE. So, I say the Jets should stay put, draft Josh Allen, draft Nick Bosa, or draft Quinton Williams, and put themselves in a good state of mind on where their team is going defensively. And they, the Jets have always built their team around defense. Now you have a quarterback. You could build your team around the quarterback. You have $29 million that's still on the board for next year, and you're going to have another 25 $26 million next year of cap space. So you're going to have close to $60 million next year where you can spend and get yourselves more, more players, a wide receiver that will be a free agent next year, and maybe some acquisitions that they can make for an offensive line help to help Sam Donald out. So the Jets are in a good state of mind, and being that they're the third youngest team in football, I – As much as everybody, all the Jet fans hate uh, Mike McCagnin, I think Mike McCagnin has done a very, very good job so far of what we've seen. His late parts of his draft haven't been so good. But you know what? If they can find two or three guys in this year's draft out of six draft picks, they could put themselves in a good position to be a a playoff contending team. They're not going to be a Super Bowl team. I believe that will be next year. They're going to be expected to be a Super Bowl contending team next year. One more year Uh, One more year on Belichick's uh, lifespan as a coach, and one more year left on Tom Brady's lifespan as a quarterback. And it's
1: also another year for Le'Veon Bell to kind of get back into football shape as well. He'll be back getting the contact.
2: Oh, I'm not worried about Le'Veon Bell this year. Le'Veon Bell's going to run all over
1: the AFC. Regardless of if, if he's back to the form of the same running back or not, right away he will be in year two. So I, I think the Jets are in a good state of mind. They need to add another
2: one or two offensive weapons. Jamison Crowder is a good addition. Le'Veon Bell is a good addition. You need a number one wide receiver. And if you're not going to draft one this year, uh, you'll you wait for one next year in a draft, or you get an A.J. Green that will be available next year, or one of these other wide receivers. Maybe Amari Cooper, who still hasn't signed with the Cowboys. Maybe you go after Amari Cooper for a cheaper cheaper price. You go after somebody that you know will be your, your, your number one guy. So... Uh, and the Jets have a good quarterback, man. This guy is going to be great. I, I, If you listen to all the quarterbacks, Steve Young, you listen to Tony Romo, you listen to Boomer Esiason. These are three quarterbacks that have been very successful in the NFL. One of them that's a Hall of Famer, one of them that won an MVP, and one of them that has is probably one of the best analysts, if not the best analysts in football now. And they have all said that this kid is going to be an outstanding quarterback and he's going to be an elite quarterback in the league. When you hear that from guys of that magnitude, obviously you know that they know what they're talking about and what they see in video and tape. So I'm very excited to see what the Jets are going to do this year in their scheme of offense and their defense.
0: All right. I appreciate you guys taking my call hey, tonight. Thank hey you CJ, again.
3: one more thing here. Yeah, so uh, basically, because you're, you're obviously a big Jet fan and uh, do a pretty good job covering the Jets. Yeah, as we're well. gonna get them on our show. Uh, so we'll get them on that uh, network. You know, Harold yeah. uh, doesn't mind me kind of like saying this, but uh, yeah, you can just kind of like tell people just a little bit more about the Jets Factor podcast and where they can find you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is CJ, the Painkiller D Simone. I'm the co-host of the Jets Factor podcast on SoundCloud.com. It's uh, You can follow the show on Twitter at CNC Jets Factor. Get Jets 523. My partner in crime. Carlos the Hitman Sardinas at csardinas. CS you can shoot the show an email, at at gmail.com Don't forget to listen, like, and subscribe on iTunes, and of course, you can always find us on our home base, SoundCloud.com and Spreaker.com backslash Sports War Radio. Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me tonight. I appreciate it. Right, CJ, CJ, catch
2: you later. CJ, we're going to get you on our network. So we, we we're we're still in the middle of a conversations. I, I talked to Mike about it. So. Uh, You will be hearing from us very, very soon. All right. Look forward to it, guys. All right, CJ, uh, nice guy, and he great actually guy. listens to the show, and
3: he's a big Jet fan. So um, he lives in Florida too. He might know uh, your uh, your other buddy. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is great. I, I, he was all <laughs> he was get, all over we third and long. We, we got to get Jeff and CJ together. Oh, Patriots fan and a Jet fan. I'm sure that, that one some, that wouldn't be fun to some, listen to some though. great colorful conversations. Mm.
2: Uh, well, let's go to a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into the national championship game. We'll get into. Obviously, what's going on with the Yankees, the Mets, and all around the major leagues. Uh, by the way, Savarino now is going to be getting his shoulder mri again. So that's not good news for the New York Yankees and Luis Savarino. He was throwing over there in Florida. Uh, he's getting another MRI. So if, if you're hearing that, you know what that means. He might be on... He might be on the shelf for the rest of the season, so that's not good. That's not a good uh, story for the New York Yankees. So maybe the Yankees go after a big-time pitcher at the trade deadline. Your bum guard, whatever the hell you want to call him, uh, but uh, that's a story
1: and and that's a headline right now.
2: When 40 we come back, to a year, right, P- right, Speedy?
1: Right, <laughs> Speedy. I said he. I said he could get not forty. We're getting I forty million, 40. I said million a 30. year. We're going to. He's
2: not getting anywhere close to that.
1: I think he I'm can. <laughs> can. Yeah, he's not. He's not getting anywhere close. He'll to age that. well, but yeah. okay. You, 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 you don't age well. So, <laughs> anyways, when we come back, I'm not the one. I'm not the one getting paid twenty five million a year.
2: <laughs> when we come back, we'll get more into the Luis Severino situation. Where do the Yankees go next, and what? Uh, is going on in the national title when we come back. 631-676-2968. This is Down to the Wire, and we'll be back after this.
0: You're, you're, you're listening to the World Wide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to, to Down to the Wire. On the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, six
2: three one six seven six two nine six eight is the number. As you know, you can follow us by going to a website at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. dot com. Follow us on all our social medias, and if you want to watch the shows, you go to Periscope, YouTube, and you can go to Facebook. You can ask, if you're not. If you're not following us on Facebook, if you're not following us on YouTube or Periscope, pick one or the other and watch our shows live on any one of those networks, and you can watch us, you can interact with us. And I'm trying to get these guys, whoever's producing the shows, to look at the screen on what people are writing to us so we can answer all their questions. All the producers will be doing that in the next week or so. So uh, I I know I've had text messages from people and... um, messages sent throughout social media asking me why hasn't anybody answered any of our questions on the Messenger. So we will be doing that. I want to apologize to all the fans that uh, have written to us on different aspects of our shows, and we didn't answer to any of the questions. So uh, we will be doing that in the next week to follow. But uh, I want to get into the national title game. Texas Tech, which is a very—this has been a very surprising— Final four, a yeah. sweet sixteen, elite eight. This is probably one of the best tournaments I've seen in a very, very long time. Because there's no Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, any of the big schools really in the championship game. I mean, Virginia's there, but Virginia's never played a national title game. So no. so this is a first time for Texas Tech, and this is a first time for Virginia. So whoever wins this championship, this will be a first championship national championship for one of these schools. Now, the stories were coming out in Texas Tech that the next two days, all classes are canceled. Yep. Which is very int- interesting because after Texas Tech got into this game, there were cars flipped over. There was so much going on. They were lighting uh, They were lighting pits in the middle of the road. Uh, there was just so much craziness going on in Texas. And as you know, Texas is, is a football state. It's a football state. It's not a basketball state. Now, there are a couple of good basketball programs in the state of Texas, but none of them, besides Texas, are real big-time programs. So the fact that Texas Tech is in the championship game, which nobody would have expected in the national, no. going to the national title, and Virginia, which a lot of people pick Virginia to go to national title, but they were very, very lucky in their last two games to get where they are, especially against um, – Purdue. For Purdue and, and the last game that they played. Auburn. Yeah. Auburn. So yeah. uh, it was all about a, a three-point shot. So Which
1: just a good call. but
2: To me, looking at this national title game, these are two of the best defensive teams in the country, if not one and two in the country. I think they were one and three, I think. Yeah, I, I think they're one and two. And I, I think Texas Tech is a
1: better defensive, all-around defensive team in this tournament than Virginia. Well, it's two different styles of play. Virginia is a very perimeter defense oriented team Texas Tech while they are are good at guarding the perimeter they're more aggressive they get steals they get blocks all that and they'll turn it into transition points so two very different styles there but two very effective defenses and going back to what you were saying earlier it's kind of weird the setup that it is normally these extreme defensive teams and like Average to below average offensive teams, they don't usually succeed well in the tournament. And we've seen, now we see two of them in the finals.
2: Yeah, you want to know something, and I've been saying this over and over again, not in basketball, but in most sports, defense wins championships. And in, right, but usually in basketball, yes. you need
1: some level of offense. And
2: then you want to know something, they've played offensively pretty well, especially in the big game when they needed to hit their shot Texas Tech hit their shot when Virginia needed to hit a shot and they needed to go crazy in the fourth quarter the way they did in Purdue they were hitting shots all over all over the court so they can they have offensive weapons and Texas Tech really came out their coach came out yesterday saying that we have weapons we have five to six weapons that we can use in this game the question is are they going to depend on their two big weapons where if Virginia shuts that down are they going to be able to score enough to beat to beat Virginia. That's, that's gonna the, be the question.
1: That's the weird part with Texas Tech, because Jarrett Culver really struggled against Michigan State, yet other guys were going off. It's kind of interesting to see if Virginia tries to a lot of the same concepts to take Culver out, if that'll be a blessing for them and maybe they know how to play with it, or if it'll rattle them, because usually when Culver struggles, they struggle too. So it's gonna be very interesting how that ends up working out. Because like I said, Virginia and, and Texas Tech and even Michigan State who just play, they're three very different structured defense. Michigan State has the size, Virginia. Has more of the fundamentals and the guard play that could take out the perimeter.
2: So I, I'm very intrigued and very interested to see this national title game. I know a lot of people are talking about it. Is it something that you're gonna, you're you like you're you're gonna see the next big superstar NBA player on any of these teams? No, you're not. Uh, I don't think. Uh, even though Culver looks like a good player. If he's an NBA player, he's going to be
1: a second round draft. He'll be, pick. No, he'll be a good he'll be a first round pick. You
2: really think he's going to be a first yeah, round pick? Yeah, he'll be a first round pick. Late first round if anything.
1: He'll be a first round pick. He could be a, a he's well rounded, so he could be a decent NBA player, but I don't see him being a star.
2: So you're really not going to see any stars in this national title game. No, it's a Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett. It's a a
1: defense-on-defense battle because that's the way these teams are structured. And, again, it's very strange for the layout of what we've seen from past tournaments, whether it came with experienced teams or whether it came with, like, Freshman teams like we've seen in the past with the NBA talent, usually you see the statistically good offenses and teams that have a decent defense or maybe an overperforming defense. When this is the other way around, we've seen overperforming offenses from Texas Tech and Virginia just doing it when they need to, and these top defenses do it.
2: And uh, let's get into some baseball. I, I don't. I don't want to go too far into this game because, to me, thinking about the national title game. I I, I do believe it's going to be a fun game to watch. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. I could see this game a 64-63 game. I could see a game like this where it's not going to be a lot of offense. It's going to be very defensively sound. You're going to see a lot of blocks in this game. You're going to see a lot of transitional defensive plays where there's going to be – and and I think you're going to see a lot of uh, foul shooting in this game because I think both teams mm-hmm. are, are going to send the other team to that line. If you're going to win, you're going to, you're going to have
3: to be the better foul shooter. Right. So, and Texas no, Tech's a
1: very aggressive defense. They foul yeah, a lot too.
3: You know, uh, Low-scoring game. Um, I think, I mean, after all, I mean, they're still kids, so – a lot of nerves to start the game here, so uh, maybe some bricks and uh, easy uh, missed offensive plays early on the game, but once the team settle in here, I think the game will start to uh, you know pick up momentum. Um, don't have a big dog in this fight here, but I just think the, uh, the Virginia storyline is probably one of the more interesting storylines in, in college sports in quite some time. Um, here you have the team, team, uh, first team in history to be knocked out in the first round as a number one seed to a 16 team last year to the complete opposite end of the uh, spectrum and the other you know extreme here and where, you know, they're basically on the verge of winning a national title. I just think it's a fascinating story.
2: Well, there you go. So we're going to watch the national title game and we'll see who's going to come out the winner. Uh, two teams that nobody expected to win this tournament. I Even Virginia, which they were a number one seed, I didn't think they had any chance of winning the national title. You did. Yeah, you I picked did. them. You picked them. Yeah, you part. did. You know, I, I, I
3: thought a lot of things, Speedy. So. You know, yes, you Listen did. to you. I happen listen to be a genius oh, when it comes there he to goes. picking things. You know? He's a genius. You, need you to sound like Mikey C, C.
2: now. You, how to you saw teams, the trend. How to dance you and Mike and, and should do a move, show together,
3: but you, you should didn't do want a to show, listen to me. Yeah. But no. No, I maybe don't maybe want to saw listen to you. Credit. Maybe next I, time. Later, I don't want to listen to
2: you because uh <laughs> you know, I listen to Mike and you two sit next to each other. You two were uh, like the, instead of the three stooges, you have the two stooges. Oh my god, both of them and they wear the same type of hats too. It's it's pretty funny actually. Anyways, uh remember 6316762968. I like to thank CJ for calling the show. If you guys want to call the show, you're more than welcome to call the show. Now I want to get into some baseball and a story coming out that Luis Saverino is not returning. That They're sending him in for more tests. A little bit of the story. Houston, Luis, uh, Luis Saverino is headed back to New York to have an MRI on his right shoulder. Manager Aaron Boone revealed before the opener with the Astros at Minute Maid Park on Monday. The right-hander did, didn't feel great today, Boone said, and the Yankees are sending him home to meet with Dr. Chris Ahmed for further evaluation, which means, ladies and gentlemen, more than likely Luis Severino is going to be sent on the IR, which I believe that was going to happen, and he will be out for the rest of the season. So all you Yankee fans that thought you were going to see Luis severino and I'm a Yankee fan, everybody thought that Luis Severino was coming back I do not believe you're going to see Luis Savarino this year. I really don't. I think he's going to – the Yankees are going to shut him down. They're going to put him through surgery. He'll be out for about six to seven months. You will not see him till next year. I think – I believe, and, and, and believe it or not, I believe that this injury was entailed before that contract even happened. I think the Yankees knew something about this, this shoulder injury. All of a sudden, the shoulder injury happens right after the contract was signed, a week after the contract well, they were
3: was signed. from a contract.
2: Well, pretty simple. They got a deal on the contract. The Yankees got four years with a fifth-year option worth about forty million dollars to one of the best, I think he one of the top
3: about the injury. I'm, I, I one of the top ten fair. pitchers in baseball. So you look at that situation. He's the, not going to pitch a year so You're going to sign him to a uh, seven-year contract. No, five-year con- five four, contract. Four-year contract with a fifth-year option. Absolutely. And one of the years just burned. If yep. you knew it, if you believe that, thing. I
2: believe it's true. They got they got one of the best pitchers in baseball for a cheap, almost ten or ten or eleven million dollars cheaper that if the Yankees waited for arbitration, well, now he probably he needs
3: would. arm surgery. Yeah, no, he needs shoulder surgery. I'm sorry, same. You know what I
2: mean? He'll be fine. He'll be fine. It's All right,
3: a, if you say so. It's a shoulder surgery. So.
2: It's a shoulder surgery that pitchers have come back from and have done very very well. I'm not worried about Luis Severino.
3: Yeah, it's not said that he's completely out. Let's see what these guys say here. But it's not really looking too. I think he's
2: done. He threw a, uh two days ago. He threw 130 feet, and he said he felt um he felt a little pain over there. So he's been out for almost a month now. So uh, he hasn't thrown in spring training. This happened right after, right before spring training was over. You're you're in you're in the second week of April. So he's been out almost a month, and he hasn't really seen any. And he, he got cortisone. I'm sure he got cortisone shots. He's not feeling very, very good. So if this story is true, Luis Savarino is probably out for the rest of the season. I, I really believe it. Uh, a second MRI in less than three weeks, that's not a good sign. So uh, bring in Gio Gonzalez. You will see Gio Gonzalez get called up probably in a week or so. Uh, that was a... Um, that was kind of a piece that the Yankees wanted to add just in case this was going to happen. And don't be so surprised if the Yankees go after a big-name pitcher that will probably be available, a.k.a. Bumgartner, which uh, Yankee fans and even Speedy Petey is sitting here like drooling about. Uh, as a Yankee fan, well, I, I well, I'm not a like Yankees fan, but I think it would be a great
1: time. move for them if that's what they're that's what they're targeting. You got some time before something like that
3: happens, and the season just started, so. Uh, yeah, yeah the yeah, season yeah, just started,
2: but you you realize how fast the season
3: goes. Yeah, it goes, but you also look have, look, to have the, Another willing participant. There's already ten games. Ten games already have already happened. If something like that happens, yeah, 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 it's not going to happen until say you know at least you know June July. Right, they're going to play it out and see how
1: other guys do because if other guys they're still going to that stretch. Still, how many speedies, baseball trades
3: do you see take place in April? No, no. But here's the
2: thing the the trade deadline is now in July, okay? Correct, yeah. And it, there is no waiver wire. So the Yankees are going to be looking. No, I think that's, that's
1: enforced next that's year. No, that's enforced this, this year. Are you sure?
3: Yes, I'm 110. So when do you think teams start making baseball trades? Because it's obviously going to happen a little bit earlier. Usually late May. This year than it has. In years past, most,
1: most qu- trades with quality players are trade usually start actually like means late May. Trade deadline.
3: There's no more trades taking right. place once players clear waiver, waivers waiver, and things yeah. like that. There's no more of that stuff, which I never really understood to begin with. So I actually, I don't know, to be to seeing when trades and deals start really coming. Together I think you're going to see uh, trades a lot
2: earlier than usual, especially well, knowing that there's no, to, yeah. especially when there's no waiver wire now. So, and I think baseball. Understands that they don't want to give any team an advantage. Where look, Astros got Verlander at the end of the season two years ago and yeah, helped them won, helped them won a World Series. You know, it
1: was it, like, it, maybe it, like the last week of August when that it was plays. the last hour of that yeah. way, of that waiver deadline.
2: You know, the Yankees I think added
3: J A
1: Hap off right. of waivers. It was you know? I think the Verlander's deal was literally, literally, uh, was it the yes, same time? Frame? Yes, it was literally like it the was, last day. I don't know if Hap was that early, but he, he was. He was, really? in it was in the waiver process. Berlander's was literally like the last hour. I think it was like eleven forty-two or something. They were worried about getting of the in midnight midnight deadline. I, I think that, that when you, been awesome I, I think when
2: though. you look at the situation with the Yankees, the Yankees are going to start looking elsewhere on who they can land in the next couple of weeks. If Saverino is going to be shelved for the season, I believe he is. I, I've been saying this when I heard this story. When you hear shoulder problems and shoulder pain usually means it's a tear in his rotator cuff, which means surgery. Now a surgery of a torn rotator cuff is not career ending. It's not where he's not going to be able to throw hard again. I think that it's better off that the Yankees sit him out and shelf him this year. They'll still be able to make a run. They're going to have to add a pitcher, and I think the Yankees will. They have. To... Let's see what happens first.
3: Let's not hit the. I'm bang. telling you, severino Well, it's, a, it's not.
1: It's not. It's not a matter of the panic button. It's a matter of two if... MRIs in two in almost three weeks. That's not a good sign. It's not a good sign, but it's not. Mark,
2: Mark. Usually, when you get well for two the MRIs, player,
1: for the player, it could be. But he's talking about for the season. I guess it'll depend on how the other guys. If somebody overperforms, then they might not need to trade for speaking, as big of a pitcher. Speaking
2: of the Yankees. Uh, all the Yankee fans that were going to jump off a bridge over last week, uh, I think Yankee fans can now uh, yeah the sit world back. World Series is back on. Yeah,
1: sit back. We're back on. Sit back uh, and relax. It was a nice run, Orioles, yeah. Mariners, ALCS. We're yes, uh, I,
2: I think uh, I think Yankee fans need to need to sit down and and, the and world
3: is right again and
2: relax. And what you saw with the Yankees, the Yankees bats are getting healthier, and the Yankees bats are getting more. You know, it takes two weeks for hitters to get, you know, the the speed down and everything like that. Look, it took Aaron Judge almost the, the seventh or eighth game to to hit his two home runs in one game. Gary Sanchez, which I told everybody, was going to have a breakout season, especially the season that he has. He already has six home runs. He's second in the league in home runs. This guy's going to hit 30 home runs this year. So all the Yankee fans that said we need to trade uh, Sanchez for JT Real Muto – uh, JT Rumuto's is having a good season, but is he going to hit 30 home runs this year? Probably not. And uh, Gary Sanchez is a guy that can hit you 35, 40 home runs at the catcher position and can give you. If he
1: plays enough. Yes.
2: Can give you, if he plays 130 games, he's going to hit that. Right. Well, and that's hard and,
1: to do for a catcher, though.
2: <laughs> I, I think he'll be fine. And I, I'll tell you this right
1: now. He already has six home runs, Speedy. Six. Last year, he had 18. No, I'm not denying the talent. I'm talking about the the usage. Uh, to yeah, me, three I, in I, one I day, so.
2: yes, he had three in one day, and he already has six home runs, and 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 a guy is second in the league in home runs right away, just in in two games. He and and, and here's another Glaber Torres. All the Yankee fans saying. Oh, Gleyber Torres is, is overrated. Oh, yeah, he's, he's oh, so overrated.
1: That's your boy. He's so don't, overrated. Don't come, don't come oh, an oh, arrow with he that. Just,
2: he, just has, uh, he just has three home runs in two games, and he has, what, 10 RBIs in two games? Glaber Torres is going to be a big part of this offense, especially now that Miguel Anderhar could be out for the season as well because he has a torn labor game. And, and, and I'll tell you this right now, and I told this to a Yankee fan yesterday when I went to the mall uh, later in the day yesterday. I was at it's Steiner Sports. I was at Steiner Sports yesterday.
3: What's wrong with you? Amazon.com, man. No I was at
2: Steiner Sports. I was talking to, the to mall. What's the mall? Uh, I was going I was talking <laughs> to Steiner to see if we can do a live show over there. So, um, but I was over there at Steiner Sports and she was talking about that she's going she's she misses Miguel Andahar, and I said, "Well, you're going to miss him for a whole season because a labrium is not a good it's not a good sign and no matter how many quarter zone shots he's going to get. A labrium means he's out, he's shelved, just like Conforto, and it usually takes a year and a half for, for that shoulder to get right again. It took Conforto almost the whole season yeah, last you're taking year. you all these
3: medical courses now, yeah. now that you're working for the fire department.
2: No, I'm just telling you, a labrium is uh, a doctor ter-
3: Andrews has nothing on you now. Uh, you're right. He probably <laughs> doesn't. <laughs>
2: uh, a tear labrium is not a good sign for the, for Miguel Andahar. So he's probably out for the season. Pump some dirt on it
3: and get out there. Let's go.
2: No, and uh, and Saverino looks like he's going to be you're out. Toughen for Toughen up, Speedy. Well, so. Anyway, that's what you have to do. Uh, all the Yankee fans that thought that they were going to fall apart, uh, you're wrong. And Clint Frazier, by the way. You could say you could say whatever you want about Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier is showing you guys why he was a top prospect in the Cleveland Indians farm system and why the Yankees made that trade, trading Miller and bringing him and and I'll tell you this Clint Frazier is the future left fielder for the New York Yankees. He is absolutely the future left fielder for the New York Yankees cuz John Stan, as his, as he gets older, he will be the 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 lonesome DH. He's only going to play like 50-60 games in the outfield. Clint Frazier is a future left fielder for the New York Yankees. If he can stay healthy and stay away from the concussions, the kid's got all the tools to be a great player. So you think he's officially out of any trade package? I don't think he's anything. I don't think any of the Yankees on this team right now, this roster right now, is in trade talks for any team. I think the Yankees have a good farm system. They called up that kid Estrada who is uh, taking uh, taking over for Tulawinski? He's a top prospect for the Yankees. I think he's in a top 20 for the Yankees' prospects. The Yankees got a lot of good pitching prospects, a lot of them. I think their top 10 prospects, eight of them, are pitchers. Mm-hmm. So, if, so, When some of these guys coming back,
3: what do we got here?
2: John Stan will probably be back in a, probably the beginning, the end of April, beginning of May. Um, I do not see... I do not see um, yeah, Miguel Andahar coming back. I don't okay. see Savarino coming back. Cece will be back in a week. That's what okay. I'm hearing.
3: Who else we got?
2: Um, uh, Batanzas looks like he's throwing the ball pretty well okay. right now. Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks will be. Aaron Hicks is not even having baseball. He's not even. He's not in so baseball he's not back form. In April. I don't think he's back until May, mid-May. Okay. So. Uh, You won't see him. Tulewinski will probably be back at the end of this month, but I don't think it's a big deal if Tulewinski comes back or not. Uh, that's so why he's they. going to live. That's I, good. DJ LeMahieu is the guy that the Yankees added as insurance yep. policy, and he looks really good. DJ LeMahieu looks really, really good. He's batting 340 for the Yankees right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, he was a batting, batting champion.
2: And, and you want to know something in this lineup? Yeah, he was he's an all star. He's going to be an all star this year. So. Yeah. I'll you you look at the Yankees lineup right now. He's gonna now. play. He's gonna get he's Oh, he's a gonna play. Like, yeah. He's gonna play. And he's actually a guy that stays healthy. He, he, I think he's been injured one year in his six
1: or seven years. Only, yeah, I think he's only had like two DL stints in his yes. entire career. So
2: the guy the guy stays healthy. And he, the Yankees signed him for two years. And if I were the Yankees uh next year, he's still very young. Lemayu is like I think twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. So LeMayu when he becomes a free agent, he's thirty years old. I I, I say the Yankees re-sign him again. I mean, this guy is—he's a good hitter. He's good as—he he hits for contact. That's what the Yankees need in the middle of the lineup, and he's been batting off as leadoff for the Yankees in the last couple of last couple of games. So uh, probably because of that batting average. Yep, DJ LeMayu is has been a great acquisition for the Yankees. Clint Frazier coming back, hitting three home runs in two games looks really good. Glaber Torres looks good. Judge looks good. He's getting back into normal uh, uh normal hitting uh the the style of hitting that he hits and he's going to back close to 300. He's going to hit his 30, 40 home runs and he's going to have his hundred, 110 RBIs this year. The question is, it's not the Yankees hitting now. It's the, the question is if Savarino's out for the season and you bring up Gio Gonzalez, which they are going to do, are they going to add another pitcher? Because Jay Happ has not looked good in his first two stints. Um, Paxton looked okay in his first game. Didn't look good in his second game, even though he got the win. And I, I don't. I, and I, I don't like what I've seen so far. And they're starting Tanaka. Looks good. Tanaka looks really good. And he pitches tonight against Verlander. We'll see what Tanaka does. If Tanaka shows that he is a a Cy Young candidate this year, it will really, really help the Yankees if they lose Saverino for the rest of the season. Because Tanaka's looked good in both his st- stints and both his starts. He's looked pretty good. So. Uh, if Tanaka could stay healthy this year and he pitches to his ability and he wins, and he pitches better on the road, yep. too, because
1: that's always been his and, problem.
2: And, and he's going to be pitching against Verlander in Houston tonight. If he could beat Verlander in Houston, well, it puts himself in a situation, puts the Yankees in a situation where they have their number one. Paxton's your number two. Maybe you, go- if you go after a Bumgarner at the trade deadline maybe you've set yourself up very, very good for next year when you have to re-sign You have Savarino under contract. CeCe's gone. And you have J.A. Happ for another two years. And, and, and you have your, your pitching Tanaka Tanaka's going to be free agent next year, too. So, uh, is Tanaka a free agent next year or the year after? I it was
1: the year when did he after. come in? 2014? But I don't know. Yeah, because he was obviously the uh, No, he has one more import. year after this
2: year. He has one more year after this year. So, so, this
1: would be his fifth year of his contract? Yeah, I think he has one more.
2: He has one more year. So, uh, the Yankees are going to have to look at a, a big time pitcher, even though Severino you don 't know when sever if, if Severino does come back or he doesn 't come back this year that surgery it 's extensive you he might not be hundred percent until the middle of next season so uh, you tearing you 're tearing your labor uh, not the labor are you tearing your your what is it, um, a rotator cuff that 's what I think it is it 's a tear yeah. a little tear in his rotator cuff yep. a surgery like that is six months, and then you have to get into pitching you, you know rehab and pitching again. <laughs> it's going to take you a good full year to get back to where you were. So Savarino is – and he's still young, so I'm not worried about Savarino. He's 23 years old. Even if he he tore – he tears his rotator cuff and he has to get surgery, he's still going to come back. He's still going to throw hard. The question is – Are you concerned about a velocity drop? No, not at all. Not in a rotator cuff. Matter of fact, I think think at his age and a rotator cuff – I've seen a couple of rotator cuff injuries in my past – have young pitchers, they've come back and they've been very, very sufficient in throwing even just as hard or harder. So
1: well I'm not even just concerned about the fastball, but just the like the harder off speed pitches. Not too, at all. Because that's something he's known for as well. His
2: rotator cuff will be fine. It's a it's a partial tear. It's it's not a full tear, it's a partial right. tear. So I'm not really worried about it. Even if he gets a surgery, it's gonna be it's not gonna be as extensive as a large tear. As far as the New York Mets are concerned, well, they're playing good baseball. And it looks like Pete Alonzo is the face of their team. Mm-hmm. It's not Jacob DeGrom. Say what you want about how great Jacob DeGrom has been and what he is. Pete Alonzo will be the face of the New York Mets in the next five to six years. He, he's, he's shown everybody the power that he has. He hits for contact. He, I think he's got eight RBIs already this season. I think Nine. Eight, I think it's eight. I think
1: it's, uh, you might, it you might be right, but I, I, thought of, I thought because of the two-run homer he had in the, the last game, I thought he had nine.
2: He's shown a lot of power for the Mets, and I think the Mets found something in Pete Alonso. I think Pete Alonso is up for good. He's not getting sent Eleven. down.
1: He has 11 RBIs. 11
2: <laughs> RBIs. So he's not getting sent down. He's going to be up for rookie of the year this year. And I think he's he's a player that the finally the Mets have a player. Even though Michael Conforto is a good player. I don't think my and I've said this to and I've said this to Mike, aka the Beef, <laughs> who thinks
1: Conforto is untouchable. I, I, yeah.
2: Untouchable. I think Conforto is a good player. I don't think he's a great player. I think Conforto's a guy that's going to give you twenty-five and eighty every single year. I don't think he's a a thirty-five and a hundred guy. I think Pete Alonso is. I think Pete Alonso could be a thirty and a hundred guy. I think he's that type of player. And if you could get somebody like Conforto to give you twenty-five and 80, 25 and ninety. And you have uh, Pete Alonso. You have two guys you can build your team around. So that's the, That's the thing. And the Mets have been. The,
1: you've heard starving for offensive yes. homegrown talent.
2: And by the way, you know who drafted Pete Alonso? You know who drafted Pete Alonzo, right? No, I don't. <laughs> Sandy Alderson. Really? Yes. And you know who drafted? You know who drafted Michael Conforto? That was Sandy Alderson. Sandy Alderson, that I know. So you yeah. got you look at Oma Minaya in, in in his past drafts. Uh, obviously Jacob Degrom and Harvey and <laughs> and all the guys that there were a lot of pitchers. Now you're looking at N- Nemo Nemo, who is not is pit- not hitting very very well right now. He's actually no. not hitting at all. Uh, but yes, I, I think hits all season. I think Brandon Nemo will come out of it. Brandon Nemo was drafted by Sandy Alderson. Mm-hmm. Conforto, Sandy Alderson. Pete Alonso, Sandy Alderson. So, all the guys, all the Mets fans that said Sandy Alderson didn't do anything for the New York Mets and the organization. It took how long when Mania got you know he got fired? How long did it take his players to start develop? It took two three years after Manaya was gone for all these guys to develop, turn into the players that Manaya thought they were going to be. And look, Sandy Alderson's out. He's gone. Now, and you look, Pete Alonso developing, Conforto developing, Nemo developing. All these guys that, and by the way, Noah Syndergaard was a guy that he traded for, Sandy Alderson traded for.
1: Yep, Ferrari Dickey.
2: So you look at all the players that he has added to this, uh, this team, Sandy Alderson didn't do all that bad for the New York Mets in the organization. So, all you Mets fans that take shots at Sandy Alderson, that he's a terrible GM and he didn't do anything for the Mets, think again. Think again, because if the Mets win a World Series in two, three years, or they're in a World Series contender, by the way, Pete Alonso and Michael Conforto and Brandon Nimmo are going to be a big part of why they make that World Series. So uh, the Mets are playing good baseball. Their pitching has been terrible. Noah Syndergaard has not looked good. Uh, uh, Wheeler has looked terrible yeah, in his yeah, first a two
1: stars. yesterday.
2: And I think Wheeler's a second-half second, second half pitcher. I really do. I think. I think he's a second second half pitcher, and Jacob DeGrom is doing what Jacob DeGrom does, and they're just they're pitching. Mike might be right. Mike, I I can't believe I'm saying this. Mike might be right about the Mets pitching staff. They're 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 a top heavy pitching staff that has one top pitcher, and the rest of them are not big time game winning, championship competitive pitchers. So. That that you know, Mike might be right about that. He's not right about a lot of things, but <laughs> he might be right about that. I, I i see so far what I've seen with the New York Mets is they're they're just their pitching staff. And their bullpen has looked pretty good. Their their bullpen has looked pretty good, the Mets. Besides yesterday's game, yeah. They've looked good. So where the Mets are at right now, I think they're six and two.
1: They are no six and three, I believe. Six and three? Yeah, because they lost twice to the Nationals. All
2: right, so they're six and three? See, I'm one off, Speedy. That's fine. Six and three. The Mets are playing good baseball. The Yankees are getting back to where they should be. They're five and four now. They're playing a hard team. They got to win. I think they play three. This is a three-game stint over there in Houston.
1: Oh, the Yankees, yeah,
2: with the three-game stint. Yeah, Uh, the Yankees. If the Yankees could win two out of three, or even one out of these three games, they put themselves in a pretty good spot. Now to the Boston.
3: This is the first time, well, yeah, the Yankees are actually underdogs going into a baseball game tonight. I'm not really worried about this game. I mean, look, it's a, it's an April baseball game. I don't think you, you'd say you're worried about it, but I just thought it. Well, was Well, you should be worried about uh, it in in
2: certain ways because the Yankees have not really played any good team so far, and they've as well, bad they won't as
3: historically play well against Verlander anyway. So, but uh, to say that, you know, I think they're going to take a game against the Astros this uh, this this series. Um, I think it would be a tremendous disappointment if they got swept, and I think it's very realistic to expect maybe two out of three.
1: Well, yeah, the Astros haven't played great either. They're kind of
3: average to start the
1: season, too. It's just
3: Verlander. I mean, when was the last time the, have the Yankees ever, e- even, ever beaten Verlander? Oh, yes, they have. I'm joking.
2: I think <laughs> the Yankees' record against Justin Verlander, I think the Yankees are like 9-18 or something like I don't like think that. the Yankees have ever gotten a hit off of Verlander. Yes, they have. Ever. Yes, they have. Let's Prove it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the Boston Red Sox have not played pretty good baseball. Uh, they won the other day one did nothing. I, I, who who did they beat one nothing. the other They just beat Arizona, right? They just beat Arizona one nothing. Yes. Um, they're not hitting. That's the problem with the Red
1: Sox right now. They're not hitting. Well, their starting pitching's terrible, too. So. <laughs> right
3: now, too. And, and by the way, have you ever actually seen an East Coast team start the baseball season the and Yankees? play like the Yankees. 20 games on the West Coast before you even have it? No,
2: no, no. We haven't seen that. 11 games. The first is, 11 is it games. 11, it's 11 games? 11 games. All on the West Coast? Yeah, 11 games. Which it helps them because here's the thing. It's
3: going to be like the third if week you look, before it, they actually have opening day in Boston.
2: No, this week. This week they play opening day. They're, they're home. Yeah, tomorrow. Yes,
3: this week. So they're back tomorrow. They're
2: back tomorrow. But here's the thing. The Boston Red Sox, next month, most of their games are home games. They, I think they play one away game uh, uh, at, the end of the, uh, at the end of month of May against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. Most of the games that they have in the month of May are going to be in Boston. Well, he's we so, played eleven, 11 games, yeah, but that's nothing. You would think that, yeah, they got a bunch of home games coming up, but you look at the Red Sox. That doesn't make a difference, home or no home games. They're not playing good baseball. Their bullpen stinks. Okay, I don't want to hear. Well, they're better than the. Yan- they're not better than the Yankees. Their bullpen no. is stinks. <laughs> Their bullpen stinks. They're starting pitching, Avaldi uh, can't stay. I'm going to tell you right now, Nathan Avaldi is an injury-prone player. I, I'm in hearing stories that he might not even be a hundred percent right now. That he might be injured and he's playing injured. Chris Sale's, I'm sorry, giving him a seven-year deal worth 150 million dollars was the biggest mistake the Red Sox did, I, and I'll tell you why. Throws sidearm, and his, his his the way he throws the ball puts a lot of stress on his shoulder and his elbow, and you just gave him a seven-year extension, which. Kind of sets them back because David Price just opted into his contract, <laughs> which they still owe him five years, $30 million a year. David Price is making more money than Chris Salis. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? David Price. And by the way, David's Price, David Price's first two games, starting games, were terrible. Horrendous. So Mikey C. Jeff saying that David Price is going to have a great season this year. I know it's early. <laughs> remember when Jeff thought he was going to opt out just because he hated Boston? <laughs> he wasn't opting out of that
3: contract. I know. Yeah, who else is, where is he getting that money
2: from? He's not getting it anywhere. Mikey C., I remember when David Price got that contract. I said that was the worst contract in Major League history. And he said, David Price won two Cy Youngs. And I said, watch him go to Boston to be terrible. And, and what is what has he been besides his playoff run last year? Terrible for the Red Sox. A pretty big deal, though. Pretty big deal. He's still one of the worst playoff pitchers in Major League history. In Major League history.
3: Not as of last year.
2: Uh, Not as of last year. Still, go look at his numbers in the playoffs. They're terrible. They're Mm -hmm.
3: terrible. Big part of a World Series, so I think that's going to be taken into consideration. So you're telling me, because he won one World Series... Yes. That's a big freaking deal, to win a
2: World Series? I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, A-Rod... And I'll say, I'll say this, and I, I've been a, a very big A-Rod supporter. A-Rod won one World Series, and he was a big part of that World Series. A-Rod was a terrible playoff what player. What does that have to right. do with David Absolutely. Price? Terrible playoff Absolutely. player. What do you mean yeah. that has nothing to do with it? it so has what does it, do it have to
3: do with David Price? David David Price is overpaid. It's the, overpaid. Same, ki- it's the okay. same, kind overpaid. same kind of thing. He's yeah.
2: overpaid.
1: Same kind of thing. He's just a pitcher. Right. He's overpaid, and he pitched one two good
3: different situations here. Going not really. David Price.
1: A-Rod was the most hated person by Yankees fans because he couldn't David Price is the most hated player Multiple
3: MVPs for the Yankees.
1: Yeah,
2: but
3: not in the
2: playoffs.
3: Again, I'm right. going
2: to tell you, okay. he was a terrible Playoff
3: he's player. He's been a terrible playoff pitcher, and now, as of last year, you got to give him credit for having a pretty good playoff run. A- 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 he's still one of the too, worst. a was that way,
2: too, until 2009. Playoff, and he's still one of the worst playoff players in Major League history, and that's my argument. I don't care what he did last year. Right. You go look at his statistics okay. well, I'll in I'll his nine-year stats. If the Dodgers won the World Series, the right. the world
1: series last year, would we be saying, oh, Clayton Kershaw, everything's gone with him because he's... Uh, You're taking a guy that <laughs> won the World Series. Hold on one second. So, Derek, Cheeto won
2: five World Series, you're going to take him over Alex Rodriguez? No. Oh, 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 you, you, you're oxymoron no, I right mean, there. How is it an oxymoron? oxymoron.
3: Dude, you, 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 I'll take you both of take, the, going, guy, you take the guy. you take the guy with the World Series. T- it's not about taking one over the other.
2: I'm telling you they're the same the type of player. Will take I'm here. telling and you and they're the same type of player. And... They're the same type of player. One's a pitcher, one's an offensive player. Both of them were terrible in the playoffs. Both of them had everything to do with their, their winning a, a title. And both of them st- traditionally were terrible Rodriguez playoff players. a pretty players.
3: good run in the last World Series that the Yankees won. And he was a terrible playoff player. And he won't be remembered as a playoff player.
2: He'll be remembered as a regular season player. Just like David Price.
3: Okay.
2: And he's overpaid.
1: Way overpaid for what he has done. He was not great in Seattle either in the playoffs when he was there. No? So, yeah, there's a lot more negatives for him than positives, and right now that's the same thing with David Price. I never said that he
3: wasn't. there wasn't negatives. I'm just saying that he deserves credit for the run that he had last year.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm not going to give him. There's a big difference between I, you're, so he you're telling was a so you're telling me because and as of last year so no you're he's not. So right. So right you're but t- whether you think it overshadows or not is, is winning is a irrelevant. World Series is a big deal. Right. It is, but it's a big deal. Right, it's not one right, player that won it. Game, yeah. It wasn't one player that won it. Right, but it's the same kind. He he of He was a big reason was the He was the MVP. He was a big reason. Was he the MVP? You're not answering
3: my question. But he wasn't the MVP. I don't care what he was or what he wasn't. He was a big reason as to why they won a World Series. He wasn't the only reason. So, so because, he wasn't Alex MVP, Arriquez, because he wasn't the MVP. Because he wasn't the MVP. He had, had nothing a, to regardless do with still the same series. sample it size. It makes absolutely zero sense.
1: It's, it's still so the same, same sample I mean, size ser- Zero, zero sense.
3: Did he have a good World Series? Did he have a good playoffs? Was it the MVP? That's your question back to me. You the said he did, yes. yes. Yeah, you're, you're talking
2: about a guy that's Mike, getting overpaid $30 million more than Chris Sales, who's a better pitcher than he is, and it was a big part of why
3: they your want to work Series do. Was is that he was a horrible postseason He's pitcher, horrible. And I said, as of last year, he's not. And you're jumping down. As toe.
2: of last year, he's still a horrible
3: playoff. As pitcher. of last year, my opinion still is that he's that Go he, look at, go look not. at his. I'm not numbers. looking at numbers. I don't, I don't care about like numbers. I'm going off of what I went last year. It's horrible. You want to look at numbers and present me with facts and things like that? That's facts. Fun. Are thirty his, million dollars? Facts. He's getting paid more than Chris He had Hales. a pretty good so did Chris freaking Hale. postseason so did Chris last year. So did Chris L. I don't care about so Chris do. I, I do. about do. I don't care about the question or the point was was that he is a horrible postseason pitcher he is and my response was as of last year you can't say that anymore still horrible you want to beat? still bait horrible that's fine he's still horrible well, not show see that what he he horrible this year okay we'll see what okay. he does this year i don't even think they're making the playoffs this year i hope they
2: don't. they're not going to and I, i'm telling you right now i think tampa's gonna win the wild card he, in the he division is
3: historically not a good playoff pitcher he is historically not last year
2: he's historically not a good big game pitcher okay big game pitcher and you're paying him p- you're p- paying p- him some big games last year. You're paying him more than Chris Sale who was a big part of their championship win and he's a better pitcher. A
3: way better all-around pitcher than David Price. I'm missing the point.
2: No, I'm not missing the point.
3: You're comparing no, Sale to Price when the point was that Price is a horrible postseason pitcher. He is a horrible postseason pitcher. And the point that I just made, which I'm correct on, is that he didn't do too bad last year. And my point
2: that I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not discorrect on is his career. He's a terrible playoff pitcher. Terrible. Worse. Was he terrible
3: last year in the playoffs?
2: It doesn't matter. That's What do you mean it doesn't matter?
3: It was playoff games. One out of eight. One out of eight. So, okay. One out of eight. So, if you go to the playoffs eight times and you win a World Series, that's... Good? It's not good, but... We're not talking about David Price going to the Hall of Fame or anything like that? Yeah, anyway. Mm. The point is... He's overpaid. He did pretty well. He could be overpaid. I mean, I'm not That's my whole argument.
2: That. That's, been That's been my whole argument. argument. He's not it's overpaid.
3: Not, <laughs> oh, I'm not arguing whether overpaid or not here. The point that I actually made was that he did pretty good last year in the playoffs. And you're telling me he's a horrible postseason bitch? He is. Okay. And my point is that as of last year, I don't think he can say that anymore. His ERA in the playoffs is over six. Mm-hmm. And by the way...
2: His whip is over, th- oh, what is it? Almost, almost two points something. What was his
3: in the whip playoffs. last year in the playoffs?
2: That's last year.
3: Okay. Talking about his career. So he did, he did pretty good in the playoffs last year. Right? All right. Not so great. he's pitched a couple of. He did all th- right. He did okay. okay.
2: He did all right. He did I all think right. He did pretty good. I think his record in the playoffs last year was what? Three and three and two? Uh,
3: three and one? He did pretty well against the Yankees. Postseason
1: pitching. He was. Won two games in the World Series. He, has he a did career well era against the he, a career he didn't pitch ERA. well against the Yankees. He has a career ERA playoffs. of 4.62. He was horrible against the Yankees. Had last year. Start. Yeah. Yes, last year. yes. Then he had a 3.38 ERA against the Astros. And he started Game 5? And then 1.98 against the, Sox. against the Red He against the Yankees. Yes, he did well in Game 5 against Houston yes. against Verlander. You're he right did about terrible that. against no. the Yankees. But did his he career post-season. Game
3: 5 against the Yankees? No.
1: The Yankees didn't play in
3: a game five. He got a win against the Yankees, The Yankees didn't play in a game five.
1: No, he didn't. He did not get a win the Yankees. The
3: Yankees didn't play in a
2: game five. They lost three to one. Right. He lost the only game he pitched against the Yankees. I'm
3: sorry. It was a five-game. David David Price,
2: the one game game that they lost was David Price on the mound. Mm
3: -hmm. Correct. Game two. Okay. And they killed him. And they killed him. Right. That was the one. Didn't he pitch twice against the Yankees? No. It was just the once? It was one
1: start. One game. He got rocked for... One uh, one and two thirds innings. Seven he allowed, runs. He allowed seven runs. Well, three, three. earned runs. I think something's like seven total runs. Seven total like runs. Yeah. I remember. It, it wasn't good, but the next two after that, he was very good. But overall in the playoffs, his career postseason ERA is four point six two, and his career WHIP is about one point two in the in the postseason. So, not great.
2: Not great at all for a 30 million dollar pitcher.
1: And the only large sample size, where what he was did his well, record
2: last year in the playoffs?
1: Uh, his record,
2: yeah, last year in the playoffs
1: was three and one. Okay, but his only large sample size before what this did he year pitch in he the playoffs? Actually,
2: what was his era in the playoffs last year? Uh,
1: I'm looking at that overall. Uh, I can't. It had find to be it. in the twos. I can't, I can't find it. It had to be in the twos. It looks like it is that way. It was 16.2 against the Yankees, 3.38 against the Astros, and 1.98 against the Dodgers in the World Series. So it's probably something around two. Somewhere around in high the twos, twos, I would say.
2: Mid twos, somewhere around there. Nevertheless, overpaid. Uh, as far as some football, and we have uh, we have some time. We, we can fin- we can finish it because there's no uh, home stretch. So. As far as football, the draft, and, and we were just talking to CJ. I will tell you guys this, and I'm going to tell you. I, I listen to Matt's show, and Matt said, and I would listen to you, Speedy. And there's a lot of garbage that comes out of some Giant fans' mouths because they don't want to admit that the Giants need quarter. They need a quarterback. And there's a phone ringing. There's a there's a phone ringing. So
1: well, you got your wish. It's the beef.
2: <laughs> All right, there you go, Beef, What's up, man? I'm good, man. Before we get oh. into this, I just want to wanna finish up with what I have to say here.
4: Okay. Good.
2: The Giants are definitely drafting a quarterback in this year's draft, and I'm going to tell you guys why. Not only did Gettleman say it nonchalantly in conversation in two pressers that the Giants are going to be looking heavily into the draft this year for a quarterback to be the next guy up for Eli Manning's position, Ownership three weeks ago after the Odell Beckham actually it was t- almost two weeks almost three weeks ago it was two weeks ago, Odell Beckham, when they traded Odell Beckham in and, and the press and they wanted to ask questions about the Odell Beckham thing, the whole the whole situation with the Landon Collins thing because oh Mara did not say anything. Mara even said at that presser that the Giants are heavily going to be looking for a quarterback in this year's draft. Which means, ladies and gentlemen, there are stories coming out that Dwayne Haskins might fall. Now, I've been hearing stories that um, there's a good chance that he might fall out of the top ten, could fall all the way to fifteen, possibly sixteen. Now, if that is true, Giant fans, I will guarantee you, if they, if he's at there at fifteen. I could see the Giants moving up from 17 to
1: 15 to get the quarterback of the why would future. They tr- why would the Redskins want to trade with them?
2: <laughs> um, if, if not the Redskins, the 14th pick.
1: Oh, Atlanta. Okay, Atlanta. that makes more sense. Okay. Atlanta. That, ma- that would make more Atlanta. sense. Atlanta. Yeah.
2: Whoever's, whoever's drafting in front of the Redskins, I could see the Giants moving up and getting the quarterback of the future in Dwayne Haskins. And and I, I
3: disagree with that.
2: Why do well, you disagree with that? First of first just, of all Matt don't. Matt said Matt said before I'm sorry Matt said that he has terrible footwork, which is a lie. Which is a lie because out of all the quarterbacks, but out of all the, besides Tyler, Kyler Murray, he's got the second best footwork in all of this year's draft. So he's wrong about that. He also says he's not fast. Yes. Either is Eli Manning. Has he been successful in the league? Absolutely is. He's a pocket I think quarterback. every
1: quarterback is faster than Eli Manning.
2: Pocket quarterback. His pocket presence in the quarterback. Does he have a good arm? He has a very good arm. Very accurate arm, too. For him to say that he doesn't have the accuracy to be a successful quarterback in the NFL, Matt is wrong about that as well. But it's inconsistent. It should yeah, be better. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are inconsistent that came out of the draft. Josh Allen
1: was inconsistent coming out of the draft.
2: They said he was an inconsistent quarterback. He was, what, a 50% thrower in college?
1: Yeah, but not, not statistically. We're talking about in terms of throw-to-throw throw visually. He, he has Speedy, been inconsistent. Speedy,
2: this kid has only played 13 games in college. This kid has got all the ability in the world to make every throw to say that he's not going to be a good quarterback in this league. It's like Giant fans saying that Dak Prescott isn't a good quarterback when they obviously could see that Dak Prescott has taken the Cowboys to certain rounds of the playoffs that the Giants haven't seen in seven years.
3: Go ahead. I think it's just pretty simple. I just don't believe that they believe Haskins is the guy. But if they did, then whether it's 6, 17, second round, whenever you get him, you get him. I just don't think the uh the – Reports that I've seen that are coming out here, and uh, I'm a little bit biased. I just don't, I just don't think Haskins is the guy. So if they don't believe that that's the guy, if, don't take.
4: If Haskins is there, they, the Giants will take him. There's no question.
3: I can't hear him. There you go. Oh. Said, said, go ahead, if,
4: Haskins, if, if Haskins is there, they will take him. The Giants says take who Haskins.
2: I will. I and I'll help you out. I'll help you out, Beef. I I believe that if Haskins is sitting there. I, I, I think the Giants would be very stupid not to draft Dwayne Haskins well, at number seven at, the only at seventeen. Thing that I
4: could see happening, I mean, I, I mean, it's probably slim, to, you know, very slim that this could happen, would be Josh Rosen going to the Giants. He's trade. not going. I'll tell you
2: right now. I'm hearing every story that he's going to the Redskins. Every single thing I've heard so far, at the, the Redskins are going to do anything they can besides give up a first-round draft pick but to get him. You
4: don't know, think you know, the Giants will try to go get him?
1: They give up one of their first-round draft picks? Yeah, they'll get him. They well, no, but their no, twos will. are also earlier, though, too, so they can keep that in mind if you're Arizona. The only, so. the only way the Giants are going to get Josh Rosen is if they outbid Washington. Or they bid the same thing because the round is, is earlier. The Giants have a sixth pick in the second round. The Redskins have a fourteenth or fifteenth.
2: I I think that the the only way the Giants are going to get Josh Rosen is if they have
1: to give up their seventeenth pick.
4: But it could it could happen.
1: It's not happening. It could happen. That's true. But I, I think
3: that's I a little much. Is, it
1: it, I think it is too. But it's if you don't have to give up anything else significant, they I might think do the two it. Two might be too much too. No, I think the two is so what it was is reasonable. He's a still a, he's still a young quarterback. who was just great. a first round you pick, so. Do it, but he's going to have to spawn at least a two and probably a future three or something like that. So if the giants give up the one, I don't see them giving up anything like significant. Maybe they'll give up a four or five or something like that. If they give up the one, but if they give up the two, they're going to have to package in another two. Regardless if the, if the giants offer the same thing, the Redskins did, which is right now their two this year and a two or three next year. It's right now. The second round pick is earlier. So I don't see why they wouldn't at least try.
4: Yeah. I mean, yes. Right.
1: Right. It's not, it's not impossible for them to do it if that's the offer. It's not that like the Redskins are offering two first-round picks. Why would
4: you want to go play at Washington when you would probably have a better chance of winning with the Giants and the Redskins?
1: Not, a, not right now. We don't know about the future. The Redskins have a better team right I, now. I think Rosen, I,
2: I think more than likely Rosen's going to the Washington Redskins. I wouldn't be so surprised before the, the draft in two weeks, well, well, you're well, going to hear stories that Case Josh Keenum, Rosen... What happened? Smith. Case yeah, Keenum is, is, he's a is their line. quarterback. Yes. Yeah, he's, right. a, he's just a stopgap right. guy. That's what they got him for. And Alex yeah. Smith is not coming back. He's retiring. And I saw a
1: situation. Rosen oh, can learn on they the
3: Case have Keenum.
1: Mike, I, I also saw something on Twitter where... The Giants do not want if, Josh
2: Rosen to go to the Redskins.
1: If the Redskins I think pursue can, Josh Rosen, Mike, they also might... The Cardinals might ask for Keenum back, too, because Keenum uh, has familiarity with Kingsbury. Maybe. Maybe.
3: No,
4: because why would they ask for him back when they're gonna draft Kyler Murray, as number one
1: pick? Because Kyler Mur- Kyler Murray might not be ready to start too. Keena he's gonna might, start if they take Keenum back. Yeah, Keenum could one. start. You're drafting him one. Ready. He's
2: going to start. And I, don't bring up Baker Mayfield because everybody has said that if you look at the same offense that Baker Mayfield came from, from the same offense that Kyler Murray came from, Kyler Murray has better numbers than Baker Mayfield did last year. That's how good Kyler Murray could be. And he's faster, he's more athletic, and he's got a better arm. That's fine, but it's not bad to take
1: a quarterback, he, he even if for a backup. Right, that knows so Kyler
2: Murray's going to be a star in this league. All the, all the stupid people that I've heard, and I, I agree with Jeff. I agree with Jeff. You like him. I, I love him. I'll tell you this right now. If he doesn't get drafted at 1, he will fall to the Giants. If he falls to the Giants at 6, the Giants would be idiots not to draft Kyler Murray. Idiots. Because he can change... The whole dynamic of the New York Giants offense—if you put him with Saquon Barkley—it would be scary in the backfield. Those two fast guys that can move. The, the Sherman could do so many things with that offense with him in the backfield. He's still so many with
3: the rookie quarterback. There's a lot. There's a lot you know, of things.
2: You
1: know, here. You
3: know, Let's see how it plays out. It's I mean, going to be interesting. The Giants don't have any receivers. Sure.
1: They do. Yeah, they do. Well, the Giants. The Giants. The Giants are still going to have to. Ingram.
3: They they have they don't weapons. have the best wide receiver in the league anymore, but they they, they got receivers that can play. That's Borgentine not the worst. Is a, is that's not
1: the worst part, part of their pro. team. The, there's much. Is a pro? There's other units that are worse than the receivers right now.
2: Here's what the Giants have. Here's what the Giants have that a Giants are going to move have.
1: the ball.
3: But, uh, here's if, what the Giants if, if they have. keep if Eli is the quarterback of the team. Yeah, I, I don't think the I think the Giants will be competitive on on offense with the changes that they've made. To, their like, defense the is going well, to be mean, terrible. I don't think the uh, organization is dumb. Uh, I don't think it's secret that yeah. you have to address the quarterback situation, and the, and they will. But I don't think people should be hitting I, I the panic just, button here. I, but right. I don't, I don't right. like,
2: <laughs> I don't like sitting. And there's and a listening lot to of
3: options. There's a lot of options at quarterback. There's, I don't, I don't there's like. There's a lot what of, options of to rebuild options as an overall team. Too. I
2: don't like sitting here and listening to Matty Caps telling me, "Well, we'll wait until t- 2021." Do you think the Giants organization is going to wait until Lawrence comes out in 2021, where he's going number one, where the Giants are going to have to be absolutely terrible? years to be well, in
3: that position to get something like that. Here's the problem, though. It's, though. It's, it's they're not getting it. It's him. an option. Um, I mean, th- there's a lot of options out there. I mean, you just alluded to it right. a couple of seconds ago here. not, Dak Prescott's in the process of uh, negotiating a contract, right? What if he kind of like slips through here? What if Gruden kind of like makes a trade here for one of these quarterbacks here and David Carr becomes available? <laughs> That stupid. So, of course, we talked about uh, you know the Russell Wilson uh, possibility, which we'll see what happens. From you want like Derek Carr is going. I'm saying. Derek I'm just Carr's saying there's away. options Agreed. out there. I mean, I never thought OBJ would be leaving the Giants either. There are options. I told you he was. And, and I told you he was. You also said that you're, well, you're, your final four picks stunk. So, well, but there's a that's, lot of that's different. Yes, that's, you, different. You, you that's different. Yes, you did say, that's say that's OBJ different. was kind of like you know that's different uh, on which I could, shocked and and I'm just saying there's a lot of weird things that kind of happen that you just can't account for and plan for. So
2: I also told if, I also told the Jet fans that the Jets were going to get Le'Veon Bell. Did I not say that? Yes I did. I also said that the Jets were gonna go strongly after CJ Mosley. That's the guy I want. Did they get him? They did. So I, I did a cookie? No, I'm just well, saying let's some cookies. I also Good said job. I also said that <laughs> what I'm trying to say here here's what you're such an ass. <laughs> You're worse than
3: Mike. You're worse than Mike. We'll give you some cookies. We got we got Oreos. Yeah, if you wasn't, get, wasn't well, I don't want some, any Oreos. Yeah, here. you're getting Oreos. I don't dude. want any Oreos from him. That's for sure.
2: But I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. They're they're not getting Lawrence. Lawrence going one in 2021. They're not getting Tua. You don't know. I, I do know. I do. You're not. Predicting things and <laughs> making that. the right decisions know. are two different things. I do know. I do know. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm 110 no. percent positive. <laughs> no, you don't. The, the Giants are not going to be the worst team in football this year. They're not. Predicting well, things, predicting things, they're and they're making not, the man. right decisions are two they're different not. things, though. They're not. They're
1: not going to be the worst. Team and in I will football tell you this because Speedy, can I, can their on one schedules one a little easier. Let me, let me tell you. But something. that doesn't mean they should impulsively draft a quarter. Let me.
2: Let me impulsively. There are quarterbacks so guys, in this guys year's guys draft that are good. That you're saying they that they're up. not good because you saw what he did in college. I have seen quarterbacks come out of the draft that were okay college players that became NFL stars, okay? But Russell you, Wilson was a good understand. college quarterback. He wasn't a great college quarterback. He was, yeah, he was a good one. Let, let me ask was, you a question. He was, he was, he was a did the Seahawks player. Player. it was good? Did the Seahawks draft, teams draft teams him in
1: the in the first round, sixth overall, because they loved him that much? No, they got him in the third round. Exactly. Because exactly they knew what. they had other needs to fill. They built that defense but, through that draft and then happened to have a quarterback the that The Giants worked. will definitely. The Giants need to do that the too. Jeff,
2: the Giants will absolutely draft a quarterback in this year's draft who will be the quarterback in the
3: future. I don't believe that.
2: I believe that Haskins is sitting there at 17. They're drafting Haskins. I think that Maybe, I, could,
4: I could definitely see that. If that's
3: a great deal, I mean. Yeah, if. Plus at seventeen, you don't have to start the guy, kind of like you're, you are know. Right no, they're away. not starting him no matter what, anyway. So it, it, it's it's Eli Manning. I just team. think there's so many holes on this um, team.
2: I, I think that at, at the second round pick, they have two third round draft picks. Actually, they have they have one. They have, no, they one, have one for a, they have two fourth round draft yes. picks.
3: Yeah, one third.
2: I, I think that the Giants at number two. I think that if Will Greer is sitting there, they're going to draft Will Greer. Maybe. I do. I think Will Greer is a good quarterback. I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. Now, is he? I, I still believe, and I'm going to say this over and over again, as a, not just because I'm a, I, and I speak as an analyst here. And I told you this many, many times, Speedy. I told this to Home Stretch. I've told this to Matty Caps. Matty Caps finally actually agrees with me. In the future, nine years from now, the Giants are going to go back into that draft last year. And they're going to look at that draft, and no matter how great Saquon is, and I think Saquon is a beast, they're going to come back, and they're going to say, we should have drafted if, Sam Donald. If they botch the quarterback situation, yes. We should have drafted Sam right. Donald. If they botch it. And it's going to come back. They're going to botch it. I, I, it's, I just, so, it's so, it's so hard to find a franchise quarterback, Speedy. It's so hard. Right. That's why I'm
1: telling you not to so do it impulsively. But, it, but it's get not it right. impossible.
2: No, it's not impossible, it but right. it's so hard.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. It's hard. It is so, so get hard. Right.
2: How long so did— how long did it take the Giants to find Eli Manning how after How long did it Phil take Sims? the
3: Colts to find Luck? Or how long did it take right. Packers to find Aaron Reilly? Right. The, right. the Colts
2: have been known to draft good quarterbacks.
3: Right. They've but, been known. But the Colts are a perfect example. The you're making on how hard it is to find a decent quarterback, you have examples in where right. the transition and has the, been pretty pretty easy. The Colts are pretty the perfect serious. example, the other too. end of the spectrum, and where it's been basically borderline impossible. Yeah, but it is possible. Right. Um, but I, anything's possible. Me become a professional football player tomorrow, no, going up possible. for a walk-in. You're not yes. a good athlete. You're horrible. You're slow as crap. Here, you're not making any teams. I'm sorry. Do you want to race me? <laughs> Do
2: you want to race me? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, the blind, the blind leading the blind on that one <laughs> I'm pretty fast actually I am not fast at all <laughs> I'm pretty fast actually And I'm pretty strong So,
1: But, but going back to what you were saying The Colts are the perfect example of that Peyton Manning had neck surgery After the 2010-2011 season And they could have drafted a quarterback in that draft But no, they didn't want to They they knew that Andrew Luck was coming out the next draft They drafted an offensive line Hoped maybe Peyton Speedy. Manning would come back Speedy And they, Speedy. Got, they got Andrew Luck Speedy that is the Colts. This is the Giants. Right.
2: The Giants are an organization that do not want to lose. And you know Mara Mara is not going to sit back. That's a great Mara, Mara is not going to sit back right now and say, you know what? Let's lose this year and get to her. Or how about this? We'll wait another year for a quarterback. No, wait until Lawrence comes out and
1: we'll that's lose That's not what they Lawrence. were thinking. What I'm saying is they knew that. Peyton Manning, being how good he was, and obviously he was an elite quarterback at that time, still could have came back. So what did they do? They drafted a, a left that, tackle uh, in that draft. Speedy, I know. They built the rest of their team. Speedy, Unfortunately, he didn't come back, so they let Speedy, him go. Speedy, we, we, right. we know the whole story. I'm just saying that know the whole that, story it. that is Here's a thought the, process that and, can and, be used and, 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 to get the right quarterback. And who's the, the right quarterback? Because there's
2: only two of them that a lot of people talk about in the next two years. Who? Who? Tua and Lawrence. By the way, if Tua... It, Russell uh, Tua. Wilson, Tua, David Carr, and Dak Tua, Prescott. Tua.
3: Those are three more Tua. options. Throw them on the list. Russell, what, We're Rus- all getting them. They're Rus- all coming. Okay. Franchise, Tua. Russell Wilson. There is one. no team that is going to let the Giants
2: trade up at oh. number one to get Tua. And the same as Lawrence. Whoever, if a team has a court... Let's say Green Bay is the worst team in the league this year. They're drafting Tua next year to back up Aaron Rodgers. Let's say the year after, the Indianapolis Colts, just say, let's say the Indianapolis Colts is the worst team in football because they lose Aaron, uh, Andrew Luck. Let me tell you something. They're drafting Lawrence. That's what's going to
3: happen. So I'm just letting you guys know this. You can say the same thing about the Giants. If, I don't know, Barkley or Eli break their legs on the first day of training camp, they're, not they're not going to be gonna the worst. Gonna be right they're going to be the worst team in football, and they'll have the number one pick, which gives them the opportunity to get Lawrence at two. It's the same thing that you're saying, so so why can't that ha- I don't think that's going to happen here, but the point that you actually made before here mm-hmm. really kind of, like, makes sense know, It gets lost in the shuffle, like, big time. Organization is a very proud franchise. When you're talking about the Maras, um, who have just gone through two seasons of hell, they're not looking to tank or to put a rookie quarterback um, – Behind center this season, um, unless you and, was and standing let them, and let them and let them go through, unless a learning him, ex- experience here. They're going to do everything that they can to win. So having Eli this year and maybe and maybe next year, it's not that far. Eli will the not run. be no, there his contract expires. Eli will not but be there next. They year. And make it, it, so I'm
2: hearing that they might give him an extension. They're not. No, I told
3: you I, I can't see. I that.
2: I told you that, and I mean you spoke about this. I I'll tell you this right now. Gettleman would have to be an idiot. To give Eli Manning an extension. Like Why? They're not doing it. They're I not heard. doing it. I'm, I'm telling you it's not happening.
1: No, I, I really can't <laughs> it's not say happening. it. It's going to well, be. As long as you're it's telling. very hard to imagine that happening.
3: It's not happening.
1: It it's it's not. It's not. It's
3: not that hard to
1: imagine. They are drafting. It's, it's
3: imaginable. They are drafting. I'm not saying that they're going to they do. Are drafting, it. That is imaginable. They
2: are drafting a quarterback this year who's going to be backing I mean, I Eli Manning up. And, and what's going to happen is Eli Manning's contract's up at the end of the year. He sits behind Eli for one full year, and then he's going to take the reins over as the giant starting quarterback of the franchise. I'm telling you what's going to happen. I don't,
3: I don't, and I don't believe that for, for, for a first. I
2: can't wait until the Giants draft a quarterback. Oh man! It can. I, it, it, I can't. It, can can't it can happen. It doesn't make gonna it right. It's going to happen. Okay. It's going to happen. I'm telling you right now. Gentlemen said so it. it doesn't make it right. They, did, they
1: did not say Predicting things and making smart when, decisions
2: When are, are they taking things. first
3: round, second round? What round?
2: Haskins falls to 17. The no, 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 draft no, no. I don't
3: want to hear Haskins falls. When and who are they taking? Nothing past the second round. Nothing past the second round. Who? And when Will Greer put second let's, round? Let, let's let's go. Let's get your, your,
1: your will name Greer. on record. Will Greer.
3: Will Greer second, second round? round. Second
1: round. So that's the that's the 30, seventh pick of the sixth round, thirty nine or something like that.
3: 39th? That's who. You, that's who you're thinking is going to be the franchise quarterback, the guy moving forward. Uh, that's why I think the Giants
2: will draft. Okay. Yep. If he's sitting there and he's not drafted, which he could very much be, because I could see the okay. I could see the Patriots. If, if that's I if, could see the Patriots if drafting that's the Will case, Greer. What are they
3: doing at one and seventeen? What? If that's the case, what are you doing? I'm sorry, at 6 and 17. Offensive line and defense I No, defense,
2: defense, defense, defense. All defense. It's Give all me defense. a couple
3: names. What do you think?
2: I Devin think White, you, maybe. I, I think they're getting a pass rusher at at uh the Michigan six. guy? Or, yeah, I think they're going to get Oh, um, Really? Yeah, that's scary. Rashawn. Gary. I don't Rashawn think it's going at all. I think Rashawn Gary is a guy that they'll get You Laura like that. Gary. I, I think that's a guy that they'll look at. I don't think
1: he fits that him. defense. Um,
2: they're going to look for the best. Did didn't you hear, Gettleman? Gettleman believes in the best player available.
3: Correct. So it's a like So on Gary's the best the player
2: available. Best pass rusher available. What six. about seventeen? Uh, I, I, if White's sitting there, but he won't,
1: he won't be there. No way.
3: He won't be there. Um, I, I think there. Let's just let's just say it's
1: White. So Gary White Greer. That, that's three pretty decent. Devin White's not falling to seventeen. He's not. He's going eleven. Yeah, there's no way he's falling past the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Giants would have to trade up if that's the case. I think the Giants, I,
2: I think at 17— But that's pretty good.
1: You, you're taking yeah. two defensive guys in the first round. I, I, wouldn't be I think the Giants— if, I like Greer if the If the second, Giants were to fill two spots on defense, they would have to draft don't a corner or a linebacker first don't, and then draft a the pass rusher at 17.
2: Don't believe— Don't be be surprised if the Giants draft one of those tight ends either at
1: 17 oh either. god no uh,
2: because they think because they think Ingram could be the starting wide receiver on the outside because of his We're speed fast enough for, that. for that. he's yeah. not receiver
1: speed he's just fast for a tight end he's very fast speedy not for a tight end Dude, no, no, not for a receiver he
2: ran it in a 4-6
3: it's just a
1: that's not great NFL. for a receiver <laughs> you don't
2: need a speed outside when you have Shepard on the outside and you have strength and ability they're, they're, what's his that Noah Font who everybody keeps saying is going to be a beast in a league. If Noah Fonts there at 17... Right, but you're not drafting targets that's in this weapon. draft.
3: Uh, what are you talking about? A target? Beef, what do you think? 6-17. and 17. Where, where, where are you going? You're going Haskins 6. Who are you taking at 17?
1: Mike? Hey, um, I don't
4: know. I, mean, I, I don't know. They're probably going to go to defense,
3: probably. So you're going quarterback 6, defense at 17?
4: I mean I'm not a giant fan but I mean, that's oh, okay. what they, that, that's
2: what they should do. They're going to go after defense, but I'll tell you this right now, if if Font is still there, which a lot of people think he'll be drafted before then, looking at the Giants and the way they're structuring their team, they lost they lost an offensive player. They're saying Devin, they're saying Noah Font could be a uh, a game-changing type of a tight end. That's how good he is. And he's fast. Fast for a guy, you get and and an transition of tight ends now. I mean, you, the dual threat of tight ends. And have, by the way, you f-
3: have angry. You also just resigned, uh, Red Emerson. This. Oh, uh, well, he's the fullback tight end hybrid. Yeah, he's the
2: tight end. He's a, he's gonna. They're gonna use him as a, a hybrid.
1: Right, but regardless, they. I still don't think they would need the targets as much as they would need the offensive line or. Who's the your number defense. one guy, Speedy? Who is my number one Can guy at six? at six? Yeah. No, no,
2: no, 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 no. Who's your number one guy offensively on your team right now?
1: Saquon Barkley.
2: I'm not talking about your wide receivers. Oh. oh. Uh, Nikhil Harry. I'm the Giants right now. Oh, Wait, yeah. are you talking about this draft? If the, Giants, if the Giants right now, if the season were to start right now, what? who is the number one wide receiver target the Giants have right now? Right now, Golden Tate. Golden Tate, right now. Golden Tate. So let okay. me ask you a question. Let me ask I you. I don't a question. think there is one. Yeah, hold, it's,
1: on. hold on. Whatever. Golden, regardless. Uh, regardless why? what. Golden Tate is overpaid. Is he not? I think he's not overpaid, but he's over years. Too many years. I he's think. thirty-one years old, right. and he's over. I think he's. He has two years. Is he a slot receiver, Speedy? Probably. Okay. Shepherd. Is he a slot receiver? Mostly, but he can do outside too. Yeah, is he a slot? Can play the outside. Is, is he a slot receiver? Mostly. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. So okay. you got two
2: slot receivers. All right. Okay. Evan Ingram is, where do we put him? He's a tight end. end So we'll put him at the tight end. Okay. So you got two slot receivers and a tight end. Right. You're telling me right now, at number 17, you can get a game changing tight end that's as fast as. As a wide receiver is on the outside, that can catch the ball in the middle of the field, on the outside of the field, could do all those things that you don't have anymore from Odell Beckham. He's big, he's strong, and by the way, he has one of the best vertical leaps in this year's draft. You're going to tell me that if the Giants are sitting there, and I think he's going to be off the board. I think he's going in the top twelve. I think Font will be who are off talking, the board. You talking about the no, Iowa No, Font. The, uh,
1: There's Iowa, two of them. The Iowa kids. There's, There's two, two tight ends. Hawkinson's better, but I think Font is better. A right. lot of people Font. Font who, might Funt? be Font might be better as a receiver. Yes. But he's not as good as a blocker.
2: Yes, he's not a good blocker. But where's where he from? They're both from. They're the same both score. Iowa. They're both from Iowa. Right. They're both from Iowa, and they're both really good. Really good. Both are game-changing tight ends. Game-changing. They're talking about Gronk type of game-changing offensive style of players. Um, the other one is a good blocker. Uh, Font is not a good blocker, but he they say he's, he's more explosive. So if, the, if somehow he falls to 17, and I don't think he will, but if he is, if the Giants don't look at him as a weapon option for the future
1: of this organization, they're freaking stupid. Yeah, but here's the other problem you got to look at, too. If... The Giants have a lot of holes on defense. I'm still trusting the receivers they have right now and Engram as a tight end, even though I'm not crazy about him. I think he's overrated, but I'm still trusting that positional hole right now to work more than the linebacking problems, the the corner problems, the safety problems, whatever. I'm still trusting that. Right now more than a tight end And there's a reason you don't see tight ends Drafted in the first round very often It's because a lot of these teams Don't have that as a primary need There are teams like Jacksonville That can afford to do that Because they don't need much The Giants are not one of those teams Well, we'll see I, I, think, I think
2: you're going to be very surprised Because I, I think they're going to look at The best player available on the board And if the Giants see, them, see him as a, a player of interest On the board at number 17 Gettleman is drafting him so, you could
3: say the same thing about Haskins. If he's the best player on the board, I, I they already could know. take him at six. I will
2: tell you this right now. I could tell you this right now. The Giants are absolutely interested in Haskins. I, I absolutely believe it. And any and if the Giants, if any of the organization or anything you're reading saying that they're not, it's false information. They don't want to let any of the ownerships know, knowing that Dwayne Haskins is falling out of the top ten. A lot of people believe that, that if he is available in the mid-teens, that the Giants won't go after him. If he is, the Giants are absolutely going to do everything they can to get Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is a steal at number 15. If they can get him at 14 and move up to give up the second-round draft pick or give up one of their, their fourths and, and their 17th and next year's third, I would do it for Dwayne Haskins because I think Dwayne Haskins is the – I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. I think it's a big mistake. I think it's a big mistake if the Giants see him at 14.
1: What do you think, Steve? No, I'm still not as so sold as you are with Haskins. I still yeah, think no. he's very raw. I still think he is So was Baker Mayfield, and you thought he was raw too. Right, I did. You were wrong no, about I, that no, too. I, I'll admit that, but I'm just saying that the state that the Giants are in right now, they have so many other holes. If they kept a lot of their assets and maybe did well in free agency, maybe I'd think differently. But the, the strength of this draft is defense especially defensive linemen where they can go after that. They've needed offensive line for a long time. There's a lot of good tackles in this draft. So I look at this where I think the Giants need to focus on rebuilding other areas in this draft. Yes, you're right. There's no guarantee that that they're going to be in line to get any quarterbacks next year, but I'd rather take the chance on a, bet, a deeper group rather than go after one impulsively just because you a like quarterback. it deeper,
2: right? You like it deeper. I, I don't. I
1: don't think drafting <laughs> quarterbacks impulsively is the way to build a franchise. He
2: didn't understand
1: that. <laughs> I did, but I didn't really care to comment. you, say, yeah, you tell him, Speedy. You say you take it deep. There are certain franchises we've seen fail to take quarterbacks just because they like to take quarterbacks in deeper rounds. No, in the first round, too. Like, just because they need a quarterback, they take a that? quarterback. And there's a lot of <laughs> quarterbacks that have struggled. There's a lot of teams that have struggled to find quarterbacks just because they do that.
3: Speedy, you are one well, piece of work, man. You got it's one like person. the evolving puzzle. People yeah. trying to figure out what the heck is uh, on the mindset of the Giants GM here. I always think what, what goes on in Speedy's mind.
2: No, you know, that, yeah, that, that, that you'll never find out. <laughs> numbers, you'll see, like a typewriter.
1: <laughs> but college numbers can be deceiving for Horner. <laughs> <that> <laughs> if, if college numbers told everything, Tim Tebow would be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> 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 well, Tim
2: Tebow is a Hall of Famer. In college. In
1: college. Yes, I'm talking about NFL In Hall of Famer. But you just said, you just said. Uh, if college numbers were really the overlying factor to an NFL draft, he would be an NFL Hall of Famer. Yeah. Mm, well, unfortunately he isn't, but well, he's is a college Hall of Famer. Get, I, know. So let me, I know. Let
4: me ask you this. Do you think the Cowboys overpaid for the Marcus Yes, no. I do. What
1: why? was the contract, the exact contract? They gave uh, him
4: six, 105, 105 million,
2: 65 guarantee. Sixty five guarantee. Uh, here's the reason why. I'm only going to say this. He is the second highest paid defensive player in NFL history. Yes. Okay. He's he's getting more money than Khalil Mack. Yes. And is he better than Khalil Mack? No, he's not. No. Uh-uh. So, uh, is he better well, than don't Aaron don't, Donald? He, no, he's he, not.
4: What's the age difference on those two? Khalil, They're the same draft. The same
2: draft. They're the same age. Twenty eight. Oh. Okay. How much more did he get? Like. Uh, Khalil Mack got fifty-six he got million a, dollars guaranteed. He got one
1: hundred fifty overall over six years. Yeah. And, and what did what did Lawrence just get? Lawrence, would you say five million, Mike. He
4: got a one guaranteed. Okay.
1: He got more guaranteed money. He, he,
3: he, yeah, it, it's, not, it's not. It's not. It's the fifty-five guaranteed is what really. Khalil Mack, I think, at, got ninety sure, something
1: guaranteed. If I remember correctly. That these Khalil Mack, no I, I, I thought he did. got 90, 90 I thought. Did he get ninety? Million? I thought he got ninety guaranteed. You sure, or something close to that. Yeah,
2: go look that number up. But
1: Well, that's a big difference. I don't, I don't
2: would would you say Lawrence was fifty-five?
1: I just yep. think with ninety guaranteed, Ninety at signing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah,
2: still, it's a I, big I, deal. Th- yeah, I, I just, I, I like, I like, uh, Demarcus um, Lawrence. Lawrence. I, I like him. I, I, he would be my number one. He was my number one target if, if. The Cowboys, if he run, yeah. If he slipped, he, uh, that's the guy I who wanted they the Jets to Yeah, but him. here's the problem. Here's the problem now. You gave him 65 million dollars guaranteed, and now he's under contract. And what it sets you back is how are you going to? They're talking about extending Dak Prescott right now, and Zeke's going to want his contract next year guaranteed. He I, wants I, his contract. I, I,
4: was, I, I was, I was, I was Zeke first,
3: then worry about Prescott.
2: I will tell you this: They're like not Prescott's going. going to the they're, they n- they're not going to be able to sign all three guys Easy from Amari Cooper. They're not going to be you able to resign. They will. They will. How? <laughs> How are you going to Amari Cooper? Okay, Amari Cooper has another good year this year. Okay, let's say he has a full season with Dak Prescott. He has ten touchdowns He's and free agent next year. Right? Yes, yes, and twelve hundred yards. Okay, Prescott. Right? Yes. Yeah. No. Uh, Amari Cooper. There's, there's Amari Cooper's is a free what is, agent, what is, and uh, no, Dak I'm Prescott right? is too. Yeah, Dak Prescott is. Because he
1: because he's only he's a four year deal because he wasn't a first round pick. So
2: you have you Dak Prescott, who was going to want a hundred million dollars. He remember he's a franchise quarterback. He wants would, franchise money. Dude, he's going to get it. I wouldn't give He's going to get it. He's
4: not worth the hundred million to me.
1: Are you kidding? me Over how many years? What are we talking for? How many years are you giving him? Dak Prescott.
3: Let me
2: ask you a question.
1: How much is $100 million over? Hold on,
2: hold on, hold on, hold on. Kirk Cousins got $80 million guaranteed by the Minnesota Vikings. How many playoff wins does he have? Yeah, but that's
1: the exception of the market. That's everything.
2: Exactly. That's why Dak Prescott is going to make $100 million. He's going to get $100 million. Over five years, you think? Yes. Okay.
1: No, that's not unreasonable.
2: He's going to get $100 million, buddy. He's going to get it.
1: Right, but I wouldn't use that as the basis of the market, though.
2: You're not gonna give it to him, but guess what? It's not easy to find a franchise quarterback. I
4: wouldn't give him that much money. He's not that good to get that money. He's
2: not that good. He's the reason why they won the first game of the playoffs last year. Mm -hmm. He was Uh, the reason. Not the de- Don't give me the defense. The defense played well, but Dak Prescott made the plays at the end of the game that helped them win the game. It's not easy to find a franchise quarterback. You're going to tell me you're not going to pay him a hundred million dollars? Right. So, so, I don't all think they, so, so, so they so are. Pre- they are. They so you, are. You're
4: going to sign They Prescott are. And you're gonna let Zeke walk.
2: No, what's going to happen is they're going to pay Dak. They're going to pay Zeke, and they're not going to pay Amari Cooper. They gave up a first round draft pick in this year's draft, which is going to cost them. They'll
4: pay Cooper, which is
2: going to cost them. Come- Amari Cooper is going to go to another team that's going to give him more money, more years, and a team that needs to start it, no. aka guys like the Jets that are going to look for a number one target for Sammy Boy. And he's only twenty six. He's only twenty six years old when he becomes a free agent next year.
4: They're not. going to lose Cooper.
2: Okay. going to happen. All right. Well, how are you going to sign all three players? Where do you have the money? Where do you have the money to do that? How? How? How you, you have three friends? Now, you you have three. Contract. You, cannot, you, you have three of your best players, Dak. Look, 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 look what Who's gonna want a lot of money? Oh, hold on a second. Oh, hold on a second. Look what Brady did. He made one million dollars salary.
4: What? And they put Brady. They did something with his contract where he made only a million dollars. Did you hear Dak? So Prescott? Right,
2: hold on, hold on, Speedy. Did you hear what Dak Prescott said in the offseason this year? Did you hear what he said? Did you read what he said on Twitter? He said that I'm not Tom Brady. I don't have a woman who makes more money than I do.
1: It doesn't matter. Yes, it does matter. It it also matters for the fact that— He supports his family. His mother's dead. Not only that, you're going to have to have somebody that can function an organization like Bill Belichick has. Bill Belichick doesn't pay players that he thinks are going to decline or after the second contract. Y- yes, it does. He has a lot of power it, within it the, that, that decision making. If process. you don't think
2: Dak Prescott's going to make 120 million dollars between a 115, 125 year deal, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. Because there are quarterbacks. Look, look at what, look what Case Keenum got from the Broncos. Look what he got. He got almost 80 million dollars. 80 million. Case Keenum. Case. Stupid Stupid. Jack right. Prescott is that much better than Case Jack Keenum.
1: Prescott's a better quarterback and he's younger. So, I'm
2: just saying, now, nuts. Whether, whether, nuts. Whether those
1: nuts. contracts that we joints. mentioned with Keenum and Cousins are the exception of the market or not, he's still going to get that just based on that. Uh, and right now, the Cowboys, just, being I'm that they gave they Lawrence $20 million. He
4: doesn't deserve it. That's all. Right, but again. He doesn't deserve it. Not that much. He doesn't Maybe deserve it. Maybe not from the Cowboys,
1: it. but somebody else will give it to him. He doesn't
2: deserve it. Are you nuts? How many? How long has Zach Prescott been in the league? Three
4: years.
1: What is his record in the league?
4: Uh, I think he was uh, eight
1: and eight. Thirty-two. Well, he was no, where, he was nine where, and seven where last where was that year. They put him nine and
4: seven last year. I think he was eight and eight one year. And no, he was thirteen he and three. No, he wasn't. He was thirteen
2: three. He was, and he, was three eight first and eight. Year. he
1: was never eight and eight. He
2: was thirteen I and three. Is for no, no, he wasn't. He was he had never two eight playoff years, years he
1: for? and nine and seven. Zach Prescott's record is thirty-two. Would be thirty-two and sixteen, I think.
2: Go look at his numbers. Speedy, yeah, 48. 48, 48
1: what are you think he's games. looking for? Well, we're arguing if he's going to get $20 million a year over 5 years. Over 5 years. All right. Okay. So, yeah. so, so let's he will from another team. So if, where, where would that put him in terms of QP over $100 pay, right? million.
2: Dollars. Over $100 million. No, I'm talking about, about in terms million
3: of dollars. is that is that within the top 5 highest no. paid quarterbacks
2: I don't in league so. now. He'll be in the I top he'll be in the top 8. He'll be the, Clark Cousins is in that's, the top 5. Kirk Cousins, and he's better than Kirk Cousins. He's won more playoff games, All and right. you want to? He's more consistent. Um,
3: he's more consistent. Even if you put him at the fifteenth best, I mean, it's not bad. Yeah, he, he'll get it. Million five. He'll get That's... it because of the age too.
2: Matthew Stafford got hundred and fifteen million. Okay, okay. he
4: doesn't deserve that
2: either. Uh, okay, he got a hundred fifteen million. So let's let's I look at the that, numbers. Let, let's look at the numbers here. Let's look at the last three quarterbacks that got their contracts um rogers how much did he get rogers got five years 130 something okay yeah. okay
4: so he deserves, he, he, he's good enough to and not, why okay. did he okay. deserve it
2: how many playoff wins does he have in the last three years
1: he has two two
2: one. two how many does dak prescott have in his first three years one he has one so he has one more playoff win who has a better record in the last three years not nah, that's not fair. that's not fair. Rodgers
1: is hurt. Why three years? Rodgers was hurt because he's only been in the league for three years. Right, okay. but Rodgers was hurt one of those years. Yes. I'm, better, I'm not unfair. saying he's better
2: right. than. I'm not saying that he's better than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league. I'm not saying oh, that he is. God, I
1: disagree with
3: that. Well, well, I don't care what you disagree. Talent, talent-wise, I mean, yeah, it's it's unfair Bro. to even compare. <laughs> Prescott the road.
2: If you think, you don't care what I'm going to say, but I'm going to tell you next year when Zeke becomes available, Dak becomes available, Amari Cooper, good luck because you're only going to be able to sign two out of three. You're not getting all three of them because it's so not who's gonna going to happen. It's Amari. Amari's going to be the I'm okay, in out. That, that's, he's right, so the on in out. Zeke's going to th- Zeke, want, if not the highest paid uh, for a running back, Absolutely. he's going to want the second. So, right behind Gurley, and Le'Veon Bell's right behind Gurley. He, Le'Veon's making 13 a year, Gurley, or 12 a year, Gurley's making 14. So, he's gonna want close to 15. So, you're gonna have to pay Dak, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, five years, about 15 million a year. Uh, and you're gonna have to give him close to $60 million guaranteed. So, good luck on that. Then, you're gonna have to give Dak probably close to $60 million guaranteed. And he's probably going to get a $100 million contract. Good luck with that. And then Amari Cooper, who's probably one of the best free agent wide receivers available next year and the youngest available next year. He's going to want $100 million because that's what wide receivers are getting now. He's going to want close to $100 million. And he's going to want about 60 million dollars guaranteed. You're going to tell me that the Cowboys are going to be able to pay all three guys close to 60 million dollars guaranteed to keep them on the team? You are nuts, right now, Mike.
1: Right now they have 10, they have 10 million dollars in cap space right now. <laughs> and next year they right now would have 116 knowing with those guys and the only way they're going to make that work is if they were Either to cut Deals. some offensive linemen, yeah. which good luck on that. that's going to be gonna... that's the pride of your team right yeah. now is your offensive line. They're not doing. Or that. you're going to have to backload all those contracts. And where by the way, it might save you for now, but it's going to hurt you very far down the and road. And by the way, Zach Martin after next year is a free agent too. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's still up until one more year. No, after no, next No, 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 no. I'm looking at the Cowboys uh, salary calculator right now. He's still avail- uh He's still signed until 2022. So right. they got a lot of time with Zach Martin. You are in a load of trouble
2: and you're in what you call, what do we call that? Cap hell. Cap hell. So how the hell are you going to sign all three guys?
4: They'll, they'll find the way. They're
2: they'll not. Dude, you sound <laughs> like a cowboy <laughs> fan. They're not. It, They're going to have you're to choose gonna, right.
1: two out of the three. Mike, if you're going to do that, you're going to have to purge a lot of other assets to make it work, including, like I said, you know, your your star-powered they'll offensive they'll, line. They'll, Contracts don't figure it out. Oh, you are nuts. I I can't imagine that kind of thing happening with players of this caliber. The Cowboys Uh, have a lot of talent on this team in the same areas, but they don't have every every slot filled consistently. You're you're right
2: about you're right about them paying Demarcus Lawrence because if they didn't pay Demarcus Lawrence, he would have been another guy available next year, which they weren't going to sign. Right? That's why it hole. would have created another hole. So you can <laughs> say what you want about right on your team. I'm telling you, you're going to be absolutely wrong about next year because they're not signing all three players. There is no. I, I'll guarantee go. you, you're wrong. I'll guarantee it. A matter of fact, I'm even willing to put a wager on it. Oil they're oil not. Uh, I mean, yo,
4: to
2: <laughs> to yeah, I owe you a dinner over a stupid fucking. Excuse my language. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> stupid bet that I made, which was stupid. Yeah. You shouldn't have made the bet. Yeah, shut, up, made shut up, you idiot. Shut up, you idiot. You're an idiot. Like you you got to pay up conference. now. You jack off. Why don't you come out tonight? And I'll pay for your dinner, you jack off.
3: <laughs> jack off. Double fudge? Do they still make those? Uh, yeah, well, he likes the, the
2: double fudge. He likes the double fudge. <laughs> You know what I'm yeah, talking about i will give him a double fudge The extra cream in the middle? The extra cream in the middle Those things are awesome I don't think That's called the Mikey C Yeah, The extra cream in the middle Before we go This no, Zion don't, don't, don't
4: start singing again
2: please No, no. Yeah, That was great You didn't like that? That was a fun That was fun A lot of people liked that A lot of people oh thought God. it was funny Um before we go, Zion, there were stories coming out that Nike is yeah, it was paying. They're, they're, uh-huh. Nike was paying like DeAndre um, Ayton and all these other guys on contracts before they came to the NBA. And there are stories coming out that Nike actually went to Zion Williams's dorm room before the oh, NCAA yeah, tournaments cool. and helped him build a shoe that it wouldn't rip for the NCAA tournament.
1: They really overreacted, huh?
3: You can't just send the kid a couple boxes of sneakers. I don't believe I mean, this. The story. This is really what, I don't believe that story. What it comes down to I don't believe the story. I think it's
1: I, I think it's a reps story from
3: Nike coming to the yeah, kids right. dorm room. Yeah, yeah oh, you oh, know what? I'm going to go to science. <laughs> his shoe <laughs> for, like, it, It's ridiculous.
1: I think the shoe yeah, story is, is overblown anyway. a shoes and let's it's, go. It's
3: go a, go a stupid play story.
1: It the shoe story as it is was overblown anyway. But and you see if, Nike, it, if this is actually true, not worried about You see Nike not worried about it. Of course Nike's not going to worry about it. No, no, but Nike
2: What do you mean? If Nike if it's true Nike's going to be they could be by the NCAA for hundreds well, yeah, of millions of, course, of dollars. Right.
1: No, I I know that. You heard saying.
2: the, Nike, the Nike CEO come out right. and say on Twitter saying, "Listen, if you think I was afraid or you think I'm scared, let let them reach out to me and let them look at look at our our books and stuff like that." That is completely yeah, untrue. said
3: it today, I mean, if you take a look on uh, you know Wall Street here, Nike, 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 Nike's stock
1: price didn't move a nickel.
2: No. I, I think it's, it's still
1: still stupid though, because you're not going to be able to rise on it. Especially I, for like, I will tell what you I this. was saying, an overreaction.
2: I will tell you this. Zion Williamson goes like
1: that. I mean, Zion
2: Williamson to goes to off. if Zion Williamson goes to the Knicks, he'll be the biggest superstar in the NBA. I will tell you that right now. He goes to the Knicks, he will be the biggest superstar to watch in the NBA next year. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. You you want to talk about getting Nick tickets? Good luck on that. You'll never get a Nick ticket. You'll never get a Nick ticket because you can't get them now. You'll never get them. You won't have them for, for the next 10 years. And I'm hearing, by the way, stories coming out that there's a lot of agents believing that it's inevitable that Kyrie Irving and Durant are going to the Knicks next year. hope you're
3: right. <laughs> I believe that.
2: It's inevitable. That's what a lot of agents are saying. It's inevitable that that's I what's going to happen. there's actually
3: a source that was close to Durant. Mm-hmm.
2: It's inevitable that Kyrie Irvin and Kevin Durant will band together and go to the New York Knicks next year. That is a story that is coming out. And that not one agent, not two agents. There are multiple agents saying that's going to happen. I so, uh, hope you're right and hope it happens. <laughs>
4: well, that will be interesting. I don't, I don't like Kyrie at all, but Durant will be cool
2: to see. It will you know, be very interesting how ball. the Knicks will structure with Zion. If Zion goes to the Knicks, that would be, that would be a superpower. You have Zion Williamson there. Durant, and Kyrie, what are you going to do with Dennis Smith Jr.? Are you
1: going to move him to the two? Sixth man, probably. You move him to the two? He's not a good enough shooter to be a two.
2: Or uh, what are you going to do with some of the pieces that you have? Because uh, Robertson will be the starting center. <coughs> yep. Um, and I, I, think that, uh, I think that Zion will be the starting power forward. Right. And that means Kevin Durant will be the three.
1: Or the other way around.
2: So it'll be very...
1: Yeah, either either Dennis It'll Smith will come off the bench, or they'll maybe have a dual point. Knox guard thing. Knox
2: will be the two. He will be starting two. Knox will definitely be the starting. Or two. he
1: might be a six man type too. Yeah,
2: Knox will definitely be the starting two. I believe that. Uh, it's it's just very interesting where if that happens, where the Knicks are because that would be something. Their their lineup, they they have a, got a bunch of good young players too. This year has proven it. So, uh, they they have like four or five pretty decent. You know, young players. Kevin Knox. Lots of think, Trier came
1: off the bench. Trier, too. Yeah. Trier,
2: Trier's a good player. Knox is a good player. Robinson's a good player. Dennis Smith Jr.'s a good player. Mm-hmm. You, you have some good young players on this team. You add Kyrie Irvin, and Zion if you don't Williamson. Get the
3: number one. Do you trade? Morant. Morant. If you don't, tra- if you don't get the number Morant. one, the number one overall pick, do you package it with Knox to New Orleans for Davis? That nope. won't be enough. That won't be enough.
2: The one would be enough. The one would be enough, against. Okay. Well, no. You don't, if it was the
3: two or the three, you don't think that's enough? Uh,
2: maybe John Morant. If John Morant, if they get the two, maybe the two, maybe the two and Knox. I still I don't think, think that would be the, be the highest package.
1: Like I feel like there would be still number two pick larger packages. If still.
2: the if the Knicks get the number two package, they're getting John Morant, and that means Dennis Smith Jr. is gone. They'll move John Morant to the the two. That's what they'll do. Or they'll move Kyrie to the two. Right, that's and what John, I'm thinking. And John Morant to the one. Right, if, if that's the case, yes. Because yeah. mm-hmm. Kyrie's a shooter. Right. John Morant is in everything. Every all-around. Yes, yeah. an all-around player. And that's what they would do. And there would be a super team if they added John Morant, too. If the Knicks could get the one or the two, the Knicks set themselves up in well, a very good position.
3: I don't know about Kyrie. I, uh, would you be opposed to, to Kemba?
2: No. Not for the money that he wants. He wants $100 I don't think yeah.
3: yeah, but I don't think Kemba would be max. Oh, he's a max player. He's, he's, max. Walker, he, Absolutely.
2: He, he's he a Absolutely. He's yeah. like a max player. He's averaging yeah. twenty two points a game right now, about seven assists right now. He's one of the top five point guards in the league he's right now. He's
1: been very underrated for yes. a long time. He, he
2: yeah. he's gonna wanna he you so know where you Kemba's going? You know where's Kemba going? He's going to Brooklyn.
1: Uh, I I've think said that too. Yeah. I've, I've said that. Too.
2: That's where he's going. Kemba's going to Brooklyn, and then what they're going to do is they're going to move D'Angelo Russell to the two because he's a natural two. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to do. They're going to move him to the two, and they're going to they're trade Spencer Dean Whittle, D- Dean Whitty. That's what they're going to do. They're going to trade him and try to get a draft pick for him. I'm telling you, Spencer <laughs> Dean Whitty, which they got for nothing.
1: I could see that, yeah. That's what I yeah, think. Yeah, he was like the Pistons. G That's what I think they're like going to do. Yeah. They're
2: going to build around D'Angelo Russell, who's going to want a big contract after this year, and Kemba Walker. That's who they're going to build I their like team De around. Dean Whitty, though. Then Woody's going to be traded,
1: right? But you're going to get a first. You round might be able thing. to sell high on him. You with can the get year a first he's, with
2: he's averaging 16 points. You right. can get a one for him.
1: This could be the highest trade potential you could have. Marks will do if that. that's the case. Marks will do that, and right. and you want to know something? Then you can build
2: around Kemba and D'Angelo Russell, probably one of the best backcourts in the bad. NBA. It's
3: not a bad backcourt. No, it's a
2: good backcourt, and the front seven, their front, the front, uh, the front's not bad either.
1: Well, Jared Allen is he's good. Good. He's good. Uh, he's good. He's good. He's good. Uh, yeah, so they, they have They the have assets, money
2: and they so. and they and they have they still have money to get another another free agent. Not not a not max, max, but Not yes, a max, but another we'll good we'll free we'll agent. They could get another good free agent, maybe Middleton.
1: Maybe Middleton. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think he's, think he's getting a max. I don't think he's leaving. So. I don't
2: think he's getting a max. Okay. I think Middleton will get a 70-80 million dollar contract. That's what I think uh, Middleton will get. But that's that's why I think I think the Nets are set themselves up very very well. Mm-hmm. But they're going to have to pay DeAngelo Russell and he's yep. going to want a lot of money. So, they're going to have to pay him. They're going to have to tally up because he's, he's going to want 130, 140. And D'Angelo Russell's a star. He's a star. So, it, it, the, the Knicks, they, they put themselves in a good position to get Zion or John Morant. You get Durant and, and Kyrie. You put yourself in into a championship competitive team That's year in the Eastern Conference. Def- yeah, definitely. You you know, you're a championship competitive team. If you get Zion Williamson and those two guys – with the young players that they have on their team right now, they put themselves in a very good position. Because who are they challenging right now in the East? Milwaukee? The Boston Celtics are, are taking a step back. They lose Kyrie.
1: They take a step back. Well, it depends on how their draft picks work out, too. Yeah,
2: though. Their draft picks don't look good, my friend. I mean this year you're talking about? Well, draft I don't know terrible.
1: where's where's the pick going to be That's you got to find yeah, but out you, if
2: they're not in the top five They say this is a Agreed. top five. It's a top no, five heavy draft. I agree. I'm just saying that if they still end up there, I wouldn't doubt them. Either. And here's no. the thing. It's a top five heavy draft. And knowing that the Knicks are the worst team in the league, they can't pick less than five. So the Knicks are going to get themselves a good pick. They're going to get themselves a good player. The question is who? <clears throat> That's the question. Mm hmm. Is it Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson, John Morant? Who is it? That, that's going to be the question for the New York Knicks, and only the Knicks will be able to answer when those uh, lottery uh, balls come up. And hopefully they get the one pick because that could set the Knicks up for the next 10 to 15 years. If they get Zion, and I've told this to this, and I'm going to say it again, Zion Williams is, a, he is going to change the game of basketball again. He's going to change the outcome and the state of basketball again. Whoever gets Zion Williamson is going to get them a, a tremendous player. And John Morant, too. John Morant is another Russell Westbrook. He's not Russell Westbrook. Russell is a, a more – he's as athletic as Russell Westbrook, but Russell Westbrook is a more um,
1: – He's around, bigger. Yeah,
2: he's more all-around better player than John Morant. But Morant's a better shooter. Yes, John Morant is a better shooter. So either or, if the Knicks can get one or the other, I'll be happy with John Morant, but I'd be excited with Zion Williamson as my uh, starting uh, four or starting three in the future. So you you add Durant and Kyrie to that team, scary. That's going to be a scary team. The team to beat in the Eastern Conference next year, guaranteed. Even from the 76ers, that are a good team. So... We'll see. And I don't think the 76ers are going to be able to re-sign uh, Butler and uh, what's his name again? Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. Because Tobias is yeah, going to want to. Yeah, I Ma- think one will go. Yeah, one has to go because Butler's going to want a max contract. And Tobias, they're not going to be able to pay Tobias because they have, they just paid. They just, ben Simmons is going to be free agent next year. Didn't they pay Ben Simmons? Didn't they give him No, extension? I don't think so. I, no, they didn't. I
1: don't think Ben so. just, I think it was just Embiid.
2: Yes, Embiid just got a hundred and some million. Yeah, five one thirty-seven. And and they're gonna have to pay Ben Simmons soon. So and Ben Simmons is better than both those guys. So he's a better all-around player. I love Ben Simmons. If he ever became a free agent, I would love him to go to the Knicks. He can't shoot for. He couldn't shoot a lick. But the guy's inside game is unstoppable. He's if he ever figures out how to shoot an outside game, that kid is the best player in the league. That's how good Ben Simmons is. If he ever figures it out, but I don't know if he ever will because he's getting coached by the wrong coach. He goes to the Spurs. Ben Simmons is an all-around all-around top superstar player. That's how good he is if he goes to the right coach. I, I, I'm still kind of contemplating how good F- David Fisdale is. So, I, I, Here's what he is at this point. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know any judgment. No, there's judgment no judgment. Year, but next year think. when he has the players that he needs around him, we're gonna, David right. Fisdale is going right. to be expected to win. Just like Adam Gase is going to be expected to win this year. He's expected to win. He's
1: expected to improve, right? No, he's expected to win. He's expected to they're win not, nine games. I don't think it'll be a fail if there's a, not a playoff team. If though. they
2: don't win nine games this year, best that's believe no, I best believe. Mike McCagnon's on his way out. I that's fair. I, I, I will tell you right now if they are not a 9 and 7 or a playoff, a wild card team this year, close to a wild card team. I guarantee right. you Mike McBaggin is on his way out. Right, And well, if Mike McBaggin right. is on we'll his say way top out, half. if Mike is on his way out, guess who's on his way out after that? Adam Gase. Cuz if That's a new GM, first year, you think? yeah, absolutely. If a new GM
1: comes in, if you're going to bring in a new GM, the GM's going to want to hire his coach. It also depend on the development though of the offense though too. If Sam Darnold has a good year and maybe the defense is down, I don't think that would happen. the, the Jets are not going to keep doing this. Oh, we're going
2: to fire GM and keep the coach fire the coach, keep the GM. They're not going to keep doing this. It The next GM right, that comes there's in... There's a lot of other factors yeah, to consider. The
1: next GM there. that comes in is going to fire Adam Gase. I right. guarantee no, it. That's fine. It might be that way. I'm just saying there are other factors and if to consider, too. I don't think it's just record. If
2: they're a 7-9 and nine team... Adam
1: Gase is going to get fired. It depends on how Darnold develops, though, too. If how Darnold, are you developing good when you're a seven and nine team? What if the, What if Darnold has a Pro Bowl caliber year and say, like I said, Le'Veon Bell's out of shape and then the defense is down? Maybe other maybe draft picks don't work out. What if it's What if Sam Darnold does great and that's it? Well, are you going to fire Sam. Gase then? I think they're firing Gase no matter what. If McCagney gets fired. <laughs> I don't fired. think record is the only in- if, indicator. If, McCa- if McCagney
2: gets fired. Gase will get fired. I will tell Maybe. you that right I'm now. I'm just
1: saying that. I, I don't think McCagnan record picked indicator. his coach.
2: McCagnin picked his coach. He got his coach. If they don't do well this year, with all the acquisitions, the money that they spent, $120 million, and the Jets don't – they're not a borderline playoff team, Adam Gase and Mike McCagnin will be on their way out of that organization. That quick. Just like Maybe. I- Wilkes. Just like Wilkes. Just like Wilkes. Okay. Because I think that if you bring in another GM – they're going to let the GM decide who is head coach. Don't be so surprised if McCarthy becomes the head coach of the team in the long run. <laughs> It'll be so funny. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Adam Gase is the guy that McCagnin picks, and then McCagnin gets fired. Then Gase gets fired. They bring in a new GM, and the GM hires McC- uh, uh, McCarthy. That would be really, really funny. That'd
3: be bizarre, I don't think yeah. McCarthy's getting a job anytime soon.
2: Next year. Absolutely next it's year. It's
3: possible
1: next year.
2: He's next year. Absolutely. He'll wait. And I, I'll tell you this right now. Um, a lot of baggage. A lot of baggage. I don't think there's a lot of baggage at all. Mm, well, I wouldn't go that far. Well, I would, Speedy.
1: How do you like that? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I'll give going you going a little, far. but not a lot. Do I do wouldn't like say make them cost me a, a, a lot <laughs> like
2: Oh, my God. How <laughs> do you like
4: that? <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that,
2: Speedy? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> what do you, you have a lot of baggage, Speedy?
2: I don't. Not okay. in his pants, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? What's he got, the Tootsie Roll? Well, if, if he does, we should play that song. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Let him bow on that Tootsie Roll. Let me see that Tootsie Roll. <laughs> what do you think, Speedy? Oh, no. my God. I can't. Speedy, Sounds, you weren't even alive so when that song came out.
1: That's fine, but I still know stuff yeah, that was. I was No, he wasn't. He's 22. No, I'm 23, but regardless, I still know music that came out before I was alive, and <laughs> I definitely wouldn't listen to that. He wasn't alive
2: when that song came out. That song came out in 94. 90,
1: 94. High school song. Yeah, 94. Were you, were you born? 95. So he's right about that if the song was 94. I <laughs> regardless, I still wouldn't listen to it.
3: <laughs> well, I think you should.
1: I no. think it
2: reminds me of you.
1: I don't think it does. Oh, my
4: God! Here we
2: go. Anyways, uh, thanks, Mike. It, Mike, we're going we're going out after this. You want to watch the care, <laughs> championship game, man?
4: I am in bed already. Oh, you little baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm exhausted. Yeah. You know, someone's gonna work like crazy, so you know. Yeah, well. I
2: don't tell your mom, mom I said hi.
4: Tell my mom I said hi.
2: Yeah, tell tell your mom I said hi. Well, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> tell your father to keep riding that tricycle. No, it's stopping. stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, sister I'll be over in 10 minutes. All right, I will. <laughs> too bad she's not home. <laughs> so you might be meeting her uh, her ex-boyfriend. She's
4: on the way to my house, that's right. You're
2: right, she might be. But too bad she doesn't know where your house is. Oh,
4: she knows.
2: you'll be at this. Oh, yeah? What is it? Don't even dare. Don't you dare. All right, I won't do it on live radio. Anyways, thank you. All right, man. I'll kill you. Beef. (laughs) I'll kill you. (laughs) The Beef. And uh, this show's gone pretty long. I I like it. It was a good show. We got everything out. We got Beef on the phone. We did some arguing. We did some uh, interesting... You know, it was an interesting show. It was an interesting show. Good stuff. uh, A lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Anyways, um, up next is... Moffat on the mic, right?
1: No, they're doing tomorrow. Remember, they, that's right. That's they switched,
2: right. so there is nothing up next. Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> tomorrow you'll have Go a full. Watch the basketball. Tomorrow game. you'll have a yeah. full start of shows. You have, um, you have uh, the haystack chalk talk. Uh, third and long, my show will not be on tomorrow. You'll have home stretch, and you'll have Moffitt on the mic tomorrow. So you have a full stretch of shows tomorrow. Until then. This is Errol Marks, down to the wire, Mr. Uh, Statement Game CEO, Mark Salino, and Speedy Petey saying goodnight, and we'll talk to you then. By the way, guys, we will be back on Monday, and hopefully Mikey C. will be ready to talk about his fudgicles. Until then, this is Errol Marks saying goodnight <laughs> and talk to you then. Take care, guys.
0: It is it, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio.